Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hello, I'm Guy, the director of Difficulty Breathing, The Sound of Summer and the Road Maiden, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your shit baths, John. Oh, I'm the other half Matt. <laughs> and we are back here on Sick on Cinema to, uh, you know, do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> I, well, you know, I got my, uh, you know, the, the staple, the yeah. hello everybody, whatever, right? Yeah. What happens after that? <laughs> random <laughs> god's hands yeah <laughs> sometimes it's interesting sometimes it's shit you know what happens this is a uh <laughs> this is a early morning you know what I oh yeah it is at one o'clock <laughs> <laughs> aka i just woke up <laughs> matt wakes up is always dying he's like Ooh. dude and if I wake up, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Got to prepare myself. Got to prepare myself for life. <laughs> We're both drinking uh, Monster Energy drinks. Dink them. Nope. Uh, oh. Didn't be... pick up at all, no, but it's okay. <sighs> we both took sips at the exact same time. That's terrible for podcasting. I spilled some of my tea, do you think? <laughs> This is why we're the worst podcast on the internet. Yeah, we are. We're like, let's both take sips of a drink at the exact same time, so there's no... No, it's just dead air. It's dead air. <laughs> but yeah, we're returning to Takashi Miike this week. It's exciting. And hopefully it'll be better than the last it's time. It's gotta be. The last uh, Takashi Miike episode, I'm pretty sure, was the worst episode we ever did. Yeah. <laughs> we probably shouldn't have released that one. It's the infamous shit-ass shit episode. It's the episode where we're not very funny. We don't really do nothing. We're not very funny. We're not very informative. We're just there. Yeah. I, that was the one episode that after we finished, we were like, fuck. Like, damn, that was bad. What happened? <laughs> but yeah. 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 We got a lot of listener questions to get to. Where should go ahead and get into those? How many listener questions we going? We got like 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is never uh, not, like, shocking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know. 
Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or you can wait till the week of the episode. We're a bi-weekly podcast. I'm a positive, lovely image with dancing little skelly boys. <laughs> skelly boys. That says we are taking questions. You can ask in the comment section below. below. People, people at first probably thought they were having a stroke or something. What do you mean? Because we both started saying it at the same time. Oh, yeah. like, ooh, ooh, ooh. First up is Artie from Night of the, the Bloody, Bloody Tapes. tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Which a uh, great zine. If you yes. uh, are interested in zines, I would highly recommend going checking that one out. Yeah, he is uh, one of the best in the game for sure. Yep. For sure. Artie says, "Hey guys, Artie here, and I gotta ask if either of you have been able to see Meg Two: The Trench." I finally saw it and thought it was pretty good. I hope you like it, considering who the director is. I have not got a chance to see that one yet. I haven't seen the first one either. No. <laughs> but it has been Wheatley, so that makes me a little uh, yeah, interested, yeah. you know. My library opened back up, so I've been reading, uh, raiding, not reading, their movie shelves again. I got Last Voyage of the Dementor, Guy Rich's The Convent, and 65 with Adam Driver. Also, I was curious if they had any Mike films, and they do. And not just Audition. They have Shinjuku Triad Society. Oh, shit. Rainy Dogs and Ley Lines, among others. Uh, yeah, that's a great. That's the Black Society trilogy. Yeah. And I highly, highly recommend the Black Society trilogy. It's fucking incredible. Hey, um, what Hollywood franchise could Mike make a film in? The Saw franchise, Evil Dead, Hatchet, or even Prometheus? Fucking Mike doing Prometheus would be kind of wild. That would be pretty fucking wild. I actually would like to see like Takashi and Mike's take on like uh, any of like, even though I hate like Marvel movies. Yeah, I would love to see Mike make a Marvel movie. I mean, he did make a superhero movie. Yeah, and it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it is awesome. But uh, I want it to be right. 100% Takashi Miike. All of his weird sense of humor and yeah. absurdity injected into it. The problem would be him directing English actors. He's done it. It's not always great. Yeah. And he's also directed Japanese actors speaking English. Yes. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Tsukiyaki Western to Django. And uh, M- Imprint has that too, I'm pretty sure. Which has that one dude's like, God damn you. God damn you, God damn you, God damn you. <laughs> Truly some of the dialogue of all time there. I love Imprano. <laughs> it's nasty. What other <laughs> franchise would uh, Takashi Miike be awesome in? Oh, God. Takashi Miike is not Elm Street. Choked him up with that one. <laughs> Choked him up. Um... <laughs> I want to see him do a movie with Cronenberg. Oh, that'd be kind of sick. <laughs> Takashi Miike remake Scanners. That'd be wild. Technically, Scanners is a franchise. There's three of them. And Scanner oh, Cop. God. No, no, no. We don't talk about Scanner Cop. <laughs> Scanner Cop 1 and 2. They made two of those. Yeah. That's wild. I'm, I've never seen them, but I'm pretty sure people think Scanner Cop is better than Scanners 2 and 3. Really? Yeah. That's, that's so. wild. Um, Franchises, though. That's tough, though. Um... Oh, I got it. Yeah. Robocop. Yeah, that's that's the answer. <laughs> or Terminator. Or Terminator. That'd be sick, too. Like, not one of the, like, more modern Terminators where it's just kind of like me. John Wick. Now. He does crime better than anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Him doing, like, a John Wick movie would probably be pretty fucking sick. <laughs> uh, already goes on. Do you want to see Thanksgiving? 
I want to see it, but I think that Eli Roth does not know how to tell a story or even make or even know even what makes a horror movie, which is really strange because it seems like he's a horror fan. I feel the same way about Rob Zombie. That bums me at, that bum does not understand horror. <laughs> he and Roth seem to equate spouting obscenities and yelling and general vulgarity as story development. I can't remember what reviewers said this, but he said but they said a Cujo remake would be the perfect for Rob Zombie to do. What do you think and what what do you think and what do you think of Eli Roth? I do want to see Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um I he did not write that one, I don't think, did he? I have no clue. I've that's what I've been hearing he didn't write that one. Um I am not a fan at all, really, of Eli Roth. I like some Rob Zombie movies though. I do like Rob Zombie, yeah. yeah. Um Can you imagine Rob Zombie fucking remaking Cujo where there's goddamn no- dogs eating my goddamn head, help <laughs> <laughs> But Cujo talks. <laughs> I'm gonna bitch. I'm gonna skull. Fuck I was gonna do the same thing. Like he, he like jumps onto the like the front of the car. <laughs> bitch, I'll skull. Fuck you. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in it, but at the same time, like I've heard some horror stories from some other Eli Roth movies I have not seen. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is like Eli Roth, like he understands. If I had to get one more goddamn spam phone call, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Anyways, John's like, call again. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Like, he's a horror fan. Like, yeah. huge horror fan. Like, when he premiered fucking, I think it was Hostel, he, he went to the red carpet dressed as uh, Kakihara from each of the killer. It's wild. You know, Diodato is in it, you know? Like, yeah. He's a huge horror nerd, but, like, I don't know. He just doesn't understand how to make a movie that works. <laughs> well, I feel like what we're learning is, like, sometimes... When it comes, like super fans have a hard time making certain things. It's true, I, I can see that. Like that's not always the case. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But like again, it's like even in the in the the pro wrestling world right now, um, with AEW. <laughs> Like oh yeah I've got yeah I'm following just saying yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah 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 I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving like honestly the Thanksgiving trailer is the best thing Rob Zombie's or not Rob Zombie but Eli Roth's ever made so yeah. you know hopefully it's good I hear good things though I heard his uh, shark documentary was good actually though. yeah 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 I mean he did the history of horror too yeah which is like it's not like perfect but it's fun yeah I mean I'm I'm curious so uh, one of you mentioned Jack Ketchum. Now, he was a great writer. What books have you read of his? Now, I've not read a ton of Jack Ketchum, but I have read The Lost and The Girl Next Door and Part of the Woman, mm. and uh, they're all fucking great. So, yeah, I'm, I need to read more Jack Ketchum. I have seen seen more Jack Ketchum adaptations than I've read of his stuff. So. And he adapts pretty well, too, actually. Yeah. Like, The Lost is good. Of course, The Girl Next Door is good. Yeah. Uh, Red. Red. Yeah, is really good. Um, Red is like the original John Wick. Oh, really? It's about a guy who these fuckers kill his dog. And at first he's like, I just want you to apologize. And then he gets violent. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, you, you, you've been the... Oh, God, I'm having indigestion. Oh, he's got the gas. <laughs> yeah, you've been the... Uh, the, the the guy of the of the show who's like oh, Jack Ketchum, you gotta re- read this, read this. Yeah, and I'm like, I ain't got his books. I got the Lost. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, I don't need, I probably should read that. Eventually. It's really good. I love the Lost. Has one of the most fucked up openings. 
Uh, oh god. Uh, lastly, are you guys into Autopsy? <laughs> I got some of their newer albums, and they are great. And Immolation, and mm. Incantation, and one of Matt's favorites, Suffocation, yes. are all coming to San Antonio in the next few months. Are these tours hitting your area? Thanks for taking the time to read my question and keep these shows a-coming. See, I don't know if that tour is coming to uh, where we're at. It's been a little drought around here. Yeah, a little bit. Um, where last year, some feel like everything was hitting. Yeah. Uh, we got some interesting shows coming up that I don't know if we're going to be able to make. Probably not. Uh, Sun-O is coming. That's yeah. That's pretty interesting. I would really like to go see Sun-O. Well, they even... They, did play in a cave near us, which I feel like would have been... That was a bit of a drive. That was like yeah. a couple hours drive. That, that would have been fucking deafening. Though. That would have been cool. Um, who else is coming? Uh, I Hate God is coming. Yeah, I Hate God is... Yeah. They're playing with Necrot, I think. Necrot? Holy shit, okay. Yeah, I think that's who it is. I could be way off. Um, I know they were playing with... Was it Integrity? Hmm. Is, is that right? Is that who they were talking with at one point? It was. Yeah. But, um... No, I would love to see Suffocation or Immolate. We've seen Incantation. Incantation, that's yeah. who we saw. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really know. I mean, I knew who they were, but I never really listened to them going to that yeah. concert, and I was I was blown away. They're pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> good prog death. Um, or take death, I guess people call it. <laughs> Suffocation is, like, one of my favorite death metal bands, so. Suffocation is good. They're fucking I didn't so heavy. I just never really... Which I I know like some people like are like oh well they're kind of like the forefathers of what would become some like deathcore because of like breakdowns and shit like that. They're still death metal though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they, they play death metal first before any of that shit. But I don't know. They, they kind of created a style that would be later <laughs> bastardized a bit. That's for picture. But you know, and as far as autopsy goes, yeah, autopsy. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it Call of the Winter or not? Is that the one? Yeah, it's one's like it's something, something like that. It's like in the dead of winter, something like something like that. It's one's got all the monsters on the cover. Yeah, and of course, there's a what's the fucking name? It was like shit something. Oh yeah, I fucking hate that album cover. It's so disgusting. But uh, yeah, um. They're fucking, you know, if you consider Death Doom a genre, yeah. the fathers of that for sure. So many metal genres, that's the problem. But, of course, uh, <laughs> have you heard their song, Fuck You? Oh, I don't know if I have or not. <laughs> it is a goofy awesome song. It's but. like, I, you know, I'm a big fan of the, the YouTube channel Banger. Yeah, Banger TV. And uh, fuck, what's his name? The guy who made uh, Metal Headbanger's Journey. Oh. Uh, Sam something. S- Sam, Sam Laterna. No, that's in wrestling. That, nope. That's, that's also a, a lady. That's a lady interviewer for wrestling. He also directed the Rush documentary, which is really good too. Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, he was like, you know, the early autopsy albums are like mixed like shit, and they're kind of warbly, but they're good. But they're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and I do agree with that. Like you listen to it, it's like like are these guys even in time with each other? But uh, maybe, maybe not. But it you works. Know. I don't yeah. know. I really love autopsy. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll say also shout out to uh, Fantano for every time he reviews it. I'll talk to the album, have the since their album <laughs> art covers, yeah, because yeah. of fucking YouTube. And shout out to uh, Blaine from Banger for who has the 
most erratic hands in the business. Man is a wacky inflatable tube man. He really is. Anyways, thank you already for the question, as always. We greatly appreciate it. And go check out Not As Bloody Tapes. It's great. Yes. I hope you are able to go check out that concert, because that's fucking sick. Yeah. Next up, we have... (laughs) The Real Rye One. Rye One. Godly. Finally, back to the genius Mike. When I was first getting into the material covered on the show, he quickly became a favorite of mine, and I watched nothing but Mike films for a while, 40 or so. My oh question God. is, <laughs> my God, a lot. do you ever get fixated on one person's work and watch everything, or... or <clears throat> or is it difficult not to wear it out? I go through this with subgenres too. It was strictly SOV for months. <laughs> then more recently, the 70s British horror classics. My recommendation this week is not really a horror movie, but incredibly brutal anyways. Touching the Void from 2003 is a documentary slash recreation about the most insane true survival story I think ever. When an ice climber breaks his leg super high up in the a- Andes. Andes? Andes Mountains. Yeah. I saw that and he was like, Andy Anderson. No, no. (laughs) And that's just the start. Watching it and thinking of what this guy had to go through to survive will melt your mind. Enjoy. Dude. Yeah. Matt's like, add that to the watch list. Yeah, that sounds wild. (laughs) Uh, Do you ever get fixated on genres or people? Absolutely. Yes. Just recently, I uh, went through a massive rabbit hole of Hisiasu Sato. You did, yeah. You watched like... It was a lot. I don't know like how many. Ten of his movies yeah. or like that. <laughs> I, of course, went through that Ron Orman box set, which was... Started rough. Start, fuck. <laughs> it started horribly. I almost quit. But eventually I got to the stuff that I was way more interested in. And that shit's fucking insane. Yeah. And I and I do the same thing with, like, genres as well. Yeah. You know, like, uh, there for a while I was into Nikatsu slash yeah. Pinku stuff. I mean, um, I mean, we, I mean, you still are, but. Yeah, but I like, like that was, like, yeah. what I was, like, watching the majority of. And then, like, SOV got, I definitely went through an SOV kick. Yeah, I would definitely went through an SOV kick. With the Polonia Brothers in particular. Yeah. Uh, recently, like, discovering, like, it sucks when you discover a guy that you want to do that for. Yeah. And then you find out that he only has, like, two or three movies, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because uh, Scooter McRae is yeah. a guy I would love to, like, see more stuff from, but he just doesn't really have it. <laughs> I know he has that short film. What was it? Uh, St. Frankenstein? Yeah. Yeah. Which I need to watch. It is on Vimeo. Yeah, I need to watch that. Um, Scooter McRae is a great director. And the guy that directed uh, Sinestre and Revenge. Oh yeah, um, I don't remember his name. I don't know his name either. He's only and uh, Charles was it Charles Pinion who Charles did Pinion, uh, yeah Red uh, Red Spirit Lake Red Spirit Lake yep. Um, and we await as well as uh, Twisted Issues something like that. And of course, my Hong Kong obsession that is still going strong to this day as we just recently watched uh, She Shoots Straight, which is a great Hong Kong. Yes, film. <laughs> I actually uh, had a bit of a obsession with Richard Kern mm, for a yeah. minute. Yeah. We're just watching his body of work, and some of it's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, it is. My man really had a just film someone getting their vagina sewed up, and was like, "Yep, there you go." Yeah, I watched that one. I watched that one, and oh, what is the fuck is the name of the one with the, the kid? He's like, "You don't understand me, oh, uh, You killed me first. Yeah, yeah. I actually really enjoyed. It. I made it sound really shitty, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Oh, Jess Franco has been one for me too. Yeah. Just for Ringo. Yeah, October I watched quite a few of his movies. Not as much as Spooky has. Recently I went down a rabbit hole of a guy whose movies I don't like. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking uh, what's his name? Um, oh fuck, he did. Uh, what was it horror? Horror, uh, desecration, and something else. Uh, Satan's Playground. Dante Tomaselli. Yeah, Dante Tomaselli, your favorite director. <laughs> I hate to shit on the dude, but man, <laughs> I watched. All, I've watched everything. <laughs> I've watched all of his movies, and they all suck. <laughs> I did go through a uh, JV kick at one point uh, where I was just watching some of that stuff. Man, just watching porn. It's not. It was not as entertaining as I thought it was going to be. But no. But um. Uh, yeah. Did I tell you I had a dream about unbox watch review the other night? No. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> this is going to be weird. This is a weird tangent. I probably should tell you this off air, but I'll tell you right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I dreamed we were at NGW, which is a local wrestling show that's very good. And if you live in the Knoxville area, you should go. Was he narrating? No, no, no. And it was a death match between Tank and somebody. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And Tank. Never happened, probably. And someone got hurt. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we need someone to come out and entertain the crowd. And it was fucking <laughs> Tanner from the Fox Watch to Reviewed. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And we're just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you. That is, yeah, it's insane. I've been having some fucking wild dreams here recently. I'll tell you more off air, but like, <laughs> they're just like involving people like uh, that I'm fans of. Yeah. And just weird fucking situations, and I don't know why. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I have not been having any fucking dreams. I've just been going to sleep and waking up. I don't know, dude. It's been fucking wild. The dream part of my brain's dead. <laughs> I'll tell you about one crazy one off air. Okay. But uh, thank you, Rye One, Rye One, for the question, as always. Oh, my God. Next up is Psychonaut. It, it's your boy. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. Buy his book. It's awesome. I have it on my shelf. It's cool as fuck. It's like a uh, a kid's book, but not actually for kids. Yeah, and we're <laughs> he did the cover for Short Shits, which is still coming. Yes, I got a fucking <laughs> fuck you DVD styler. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, however, we did an interview recently, which we'll talk about. Ooh, yeah, a little later. Who uh, he gave us a little bit of a maybe a tip and trick on how to fix that. Yes, and hopefully it'll be out soon. Probably we'll first of the year, I'd say. Probably, yeah. Which I want to get to the like I want to get to the holidays first, not just for yeah. me financially, but it also feels weird to be like, all right, it's Christmas, buy my shit, you yeah, know. Yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. probably first of the year is what we're looking at. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but uh, Psychonaut says any topical horror you've seen over the years that aged terribly or is actually better upon revisit, i.e., stuff like Ebola zombies and stuff and so that sort of thing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Primal Rage, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, I fucking adore that movie. But, um, honestly, like the, the first Saw movie, like I do really enjoy the first Saw movie. What's topical about that, though? What's topical about it? I mean, I oh well, I got <laughs> I didn't think about that. Well, I guess it's the, the, the torture porn genre, I guess, but like. Honestly, like, from stuff that ages poorly, most of the time it's usually, like, technologically-based horror. Mm, yeah. Where it's, like, the year is 2005. And it's, like, and you're watching it in, like, 2020-something. Yeah, and you're like, this did not happen. It's like, no, not at all. That's where, like, Akira's right, right? Yeah. It's, like, two, th- like two, 20XX or whatever, you know? Yeah, like, like, we're not gonna give him about a fucking year. That's what Mega Man did, too. Yeah. You know, just XX. So it's, like, it's it like, could be any time, you know? Yeah, it could be any time, dude. Um... Honestly, when we were watching Ebola Syndrome, yeah, 
I was like, man, this is a little too like. <laughs> it's too on point. Too on point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, yeah. Yeah, probably Ebola syndrome because yeah. it, it does follow like. It's a little bit before the Ebola like craze. In yeah, the States, it really but... is. Oh, shit, my microphone. Oh, damn. Whoa. Um, yeah, technological horror never holds up, oh. No, not really. Shit, even something like Blade Runner. Like, doesn't Blade Runner take place in, like, 2007 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah which I guess in, like, 1982 or whenever Blade Runner came out, that was pretty far away. That's true, yeah. You know? <laughs> but, it, you know, as we're here in 2023, <laughs> it does not really... It does not look... There's no, no. replicants. No. <laughs> you know, like... Not yet, anyway. <laughs> the, the replicants. I um, mean, anytime you make anything like super topical, you're dating your shit too. Oh, oh god! Like any of the coronavirus, fucking corona zombies, corona zombies. Fucking... Didn't Sleazebox even do one? I think like they did, pandemic yeah. thirst or something like that. Oh, Lord, like you just date the shit out of your movie, you know? <laughs> why? Why do that? I don't know. It's dumb as shit. Yeah, goofy off. Yeah, you, you, advice to any upcoming filmmakers: don't put shit in your movie that's gonna make it old a year later. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and another thing that drives me fucking crazy is people are like, "Let's take this." Like, it's a big trend in fucking like a lot of like just kind of the the. I like to describe it as the shit it out fucking like in, indie movie. Where it's just like buzzword, and we oh, release it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Shout out to the director of fucking Grandma, Bobby Canopy Jr. Oh damn, call him out by name, bro. Bro, I'm sorry. Look, seems like a nice guy. He look, you seem like a nice guy, but man, my man really did make Grandma, which is terrible. Which is terrible. Sorry, brother. We can vouch for that. It's bad. And then you made a movie called Woke. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. come on, come on, dude. Yeah, come on, come on now. Like, how long is that gonna be in the zeitgeist? <laughs> I know, right? Like, <sighs> and all the fucking Amityville fucking bullshit that's going on right now. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, right. It's like the last, like fucking SRS was like the last Amityville movie, and they have another one planned. Well, they even it. said in the description, it was like, this is actually not the last Amityville. God. <laughs> It's like, God damn it, dudes. Ron Boncula. <laughs> Sucking the fun out of life. <laughs> no, I mean, I was like, he do be releasing shark movies like no one's business. Like Crosby dropping babies. <laughs> <laughs> Crosby do be dropping babies. Probably still. I, tried to, I had another one in my head and I've lost it. Uh, sorry. I went on a tangent about... Something I probably should not have been mean about, but <laughs> well, you were so. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be actually harmful by it, but <laughs> fuck him, ruin their career. God damn it! I had one in my head. And I can't think of it now. <laughs> I did go in and rob uh, Bobby Canopy Jr. And I apologize if you are if you are listening. I am sorry. As if you would. I mean, probably not. But damn it, I lost it. I'm sorry, brother. It's all right. Anyways. I had to go on my, uh, I had to get on my soapbox, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh, yeah. Thank you, Psychonaut, for the question, as always. Yes. Greatly appreciate it. And again, buy the merch. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. He's always having sales, too, so yeah. you have no excuse not to buy something cool from Psychonaut. His, his fucking video. Oh, yeah. 
about fucking uh well it was like the, it was like he tried to like the monster strawberry drink and <laughs> disappointed by it he got the rock star one I was I was I was with you at first <laughs> 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 she got a bit wild though <laughs> um next up is shock and schlock big hirsch Shout out to Herschel for uh, doing another Shark Saturday and it being one of the worst movies he's ever watched. He's back on YouTube uh, pretty consistently right now, too. So yeah. Go give that a follow. And he's about to have a big Black Friday sale for Banana Box. So yes. Follow Herschel. Um, and me and him talking about it. The Born Loose tapes will be available during oh that my sale. God. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Go buy three, at least. I yeah. mean, I, the first two are good, too, but as uh try to be an unbiased spectator, uh, three is the best. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, what was your introduction to Jakashi Mike? I'm a bit vanilla, and my intro was Ichi the Killer when I was back in high school. Also, John had to read all of this out loud, so here we go. Donald Farmer is the greatest living filmmaker. I shit my gym shorts. I love my job, and I'm happy to be here. Anyways, love you, boys. Damn. Yeah. He got you. He did got me. He got you good. He got me good. <laughs> Do you agree with that statement? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, my introduction to Takashi Miike was actually Bravo's yeah. 101 Scares Horror Movie Moments. Yeah. They talked about audition. Yeah. And they showed the scene with the bag, like, Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is that movie? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, our local video store, which was the sick one, the, the best video store that ever existed around here, which is ran by the gay couple. Yeah. So, yeah. I only bring that up because they were awesome. Yeah, they, yeah, they were sick. <laughs> and they introduced me to John Waters. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, my introduction was probably Zebraman. Zebraman? Yeah. Oh, I love Zebraman so much. Which is probably a little more, like, in his, within his filmography, probably a little more of a deep cut. Yeah, I would say, for sure. I, I would say there's probably several people who have not seen Zebraman. <laughs> it, it, go watch it. It's, it's so fucking good. awesome. It's, it's, I would, it's not a kid's movie. No. But I would say it's one of Mike's, like, family films. It's family friendly. Yeah. Whereas... There's still moments in it. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, because of the because of that Ichi and yep. audition, I've fell in love with just you know his filmography as well as just you know, um, you know a, a, a Asian film in general. Yeah, like Rawan talked about earlier. You know, yeah, like, di deep diving Mika. I did the exact same thing. Yeah, like after I watched audition, it was audition. It was Ichi the Killer. It was Visitor Q. It was Guzo. Mm -hmm. It was Dead or Alive. It was Family. It was Bodyguard Kiba. It yeah. was you know anything and anything I could get my hands on. And of course, like you saw some of the deeper cuts, like the Bird People of China. Bird People of China is great. Yeah, the Black Society trilogy. Ezo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great Yokai War. Oh, the, also, what was it? Uh, um, the Blade of the Immortal. Blade of the Immortal. That movie fucks hard. Yeah, that's one of his quote-unquote newer ones. He makes so many. You know? yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. like, that was probably, what, like 2019, 2018, something like that? Something like that. He's still making movies, though. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he's my favorite director of all time. And there's definitely a reason for that, though, because he's he makes pretty much, pretty much consistently, like, great shit. Of course, every director's gonna have some misses, though. Oh yeah, the bodyguard keeping movies aren't great. <laughs> mm. 
you know. Yeah. Fuma Yakuza. I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've seen those. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I, need, I still need to watch Guzo, for fuck's sake. But. Yeah. But uh, thank you, uh, Shock and Schlock, for the question. Mm, as always. Herschel, your boy. Next up is Carl.KRO7. What up, Carl? Just got done watching. What an awesome film. It is truly a film of all time. What are your favorite Charles Band Empire movies? Whoa. Specifically Empire. So hold on, let me let me pull this up so I don't yeah, get Yeah, I need confused. to pull that up. Because sometimes I get confused between like what was Empire Pictures and what was Full Moon, you know? Yes. <laughs> so let me let me just get on letterbox here real fast like. Look up Television. Yeah. Wow shit, like <laughs> This is hard. Because <laughs> you got Reanimator, From Beyond, Ooh. Intruder, Dolls, Trancers, Ghoulies 2. I love Ghoulies 2 so much. It says Cycles in Love. I did not know. I did not know that was an Empire uh, releasing. I thought Arena was an Empire releasing. Is it not? I, pre- I thought I saw it. Yeah, it, yeah it's here. For an obscure one. Yeah, there it is. For an obscure one, I'm going to shout out Arena. Yeah, um, which is basically about like this like galactic wrestling federation, yes, or like UFC thing where like people fight aliens fist to fist. Dude, yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> the one I'll go with as my favorite is Intruder, though. Intruder, yeah. Which I man, it is tough though because Reanimator is also fucking amazing. Yeah, Cycles of Love is also fucking amazing. Yeah, Shrunken Hands wasn't an Empire picture. That was gonna be my like. Your uh, deep cut because I knew like Reanimator and those were Empire. It must have been just Full Moon. It must have just been Full Moon. But shout out Shrunken Heads if you've never seen it. We're definitely gonna cover that on the show one day. Oh my fuck! You have to. It's one of the most bizarre fucking movies ever made, <laughs> dude. I think we might do Richard Elfman as a director. Because yeah, Ben Zone, Shrunken Heads, <laughs> dude. His he... brother's a weirdo apparently. <laughs> fuck, that hurts me a little bit. Jack Skelton out here like, come to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this. No, 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 no. Don't do it. No, no, no. no whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Fuck. But uh, thank you, Carl, for the yes. question. As always. Yes. Next up is... <laughs> yes. Next up is Spooky Celluloid. That son of a bitch. That dirty bastard. Go watch his <laughs> review of the geek. It's fucking incredible. Oh, my God. I got bricked up. <laughs> <laughs> one of, like, legit, one of my favorite reviews he's ever done. Yes. <laughs> so fucking funny. And, of course, of course, Night Dreams is amazing. Yeah, it's a great one, too. Why is Takashi Miike's best film Visitor Q? Just kidding. Or am I? Or am I, dude? <laughs> <laughs> or will I, dude? <laughs> or is it, dude? <laughs> That'll work for me, brother. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Since we're on the topic of Japanese cinema, yes. what is the most underrated Japanese film, in your opinion? What the fuck? To me, it's the world of Conoco. Way to just, like, paint with a massive brush on this one. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh... Let's just get some of my head first off the top of my head. Uh, uh, love minus zero equals infinity. 
That one's up there, yeah. By Hisiasu Sato. One, the one I'll go with, and I'm not just saying this because I did do a boot of it. I'm saying this because it is legit one of the most underrated films I have seen. Oh, I know what you're going to say, yeah. Rothing Tongue. Yeah, I need to watch that one. Rothing Tongue is... It's bleak. It's mm. bleak as all fuck. But... And we'll visually cover it on this podcast, yeah. I feel like. For sure. But... Man, it is a fucking masterpiece. Mm. Uh, I'll throw one out there. I don't know. I mean, it's not like the most amazing movie ever, but I don't know. It's just really fucking interesting. Uh, Taro Ishii's uh, Screwed. Interesting. Starring my lover, Tobinabu Asana. <laughs> Your lover? <laughs> John's Dom. Yeah. The man I would let put a ring on it. <laughs> Tobinabu Asano. I will throw one out in uh, in shout out to your boy Herschel. Uh, Psycho Gothic Lolita. That's a really good one, too. Yeah, that one's yeah. a really fun one. Yeah. I like that movie. Like it's kind of what you would expect from your like your like Japanese like splatter punk ish films, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, like uh, Tokyo Gore Police, but it, it's a little more uh, out there. Honestly, Evil Dead Trap Two. Yeah, and like even even like some like Lucky Sky Diamond, Lucky Sky Diamond. I think that's exclusively to us. Like I know a lot of people don't like that movie. I don't. I, I fucking love it. Like it, it's a lot. It is a lot. But man. It is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like we're probably going to be talking about one probably probably today that's pretty... I would argue, yeah. Especially yeah. considering it's in the middle of a trilogy. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> she made me cry. <laughs> I wept. I love you, Donnie. <laughs> love you. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. That's a few. If I had more time, like I should probably pre-read these and like come. Up. I like to come up with them just on the spot. Yeah, I probably could come up with something. I'm sure once we stop recording, I'm like, oh fuck this one. You yeah, know that mean? one, that one, that one. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of fucking amazing films that have come from Japan. Like Eat the School Girl. I love that movie. I need to rewatch that one. I was, when I rewatch when I watched that one, I was not in, in the current fandom that I am in. Mm-hmm. Where now I'm like, yo, yeah, I love like the sleazy shit. Yeah. Where, like, back then I was not, really. Where's Mika's most underrated movie? Fuck. One is definitely one of them, for sure. Yeah. Um, Graveyard of Honor. I need to watch that Nobody talks about that. I know it's a remake, but, man, it's really fucking good. And bleak. You want to talk about bleak? Dude. It is bleak. (laughs) He... He's good about that. Mm. He's good about making some bleak ass fucking cinema. But we'll get to that. But uh, thank you, Spooky Says Louis, as always. Yes. Trying to get too bricked up. Yeah, I got bricked up. And I need to watch the World Conoco, and I will. I have got yeah. it. Ever I got screwed. Yeah, you thought you had the Blu-ray, but you did not. Well, the first picture on the listing showed the Blu-ray. Little did I know I needed to swap right to not uh. be lied to. When there's nothing in the listing about saying that it's the DVD or the Blu-ray. Oof. But whatever. I got it. <laughs> It'll be fine. I got bricked up. <laughs> <laughs> Zombies Ate Keegan is next. The, the, the dude with the most curse profile picture ever. God, that video. That 
Oh my god, the fucking cookies. <laughs> the Holy dick cookies. shit. <laughs> was so good. We fucking laughed so hard at that. <laughs> Jesus. It's amazing. It's so good. The timing of it was perfect. <laughs> so good. The year is 2055. Takashi Miike is about to make his 200th movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably already had his 200th He's pretty movie. close, probably. <laughs> he decides he will remake one film by his favorite film maker and muse Takashi calls you boys up what <laughs> why asks, yo fuckos <laughs> what Donald Farmer movie should I make the world is watching boys <laughs> I about literally had a spit take on air I did not expect Donald Farmer to come up here what <laughs> what Donald Farmer movie is Takashi Miike gonna remake I've not seen that many Donald Farmer movies because I've avoided them like the fucking plague. Yeah, you've the seen, ones I have seen are horrible. You've seen three of his movies. And they all sucked. <laughs> you watched three of his worst. Sure, you can keep saying that. Okay, hang on. Because uh, you and the boys are all like, oh, this one's really good. And then I go look at the reviews of it. From people I respect their opinion <laughs> of. And it's like twos, two and a half, ones. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Campbell Hookers is fun. Uh, I need to go look up the ratings of Campbell Hookers. I mean, it's probably going to be low. Cause it, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, again, I need to rewatch Red Lips because it's become a fucking thing on this show where it's like, yeah, you fucking blah, 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 blah. Uh, but yeah, I need to rewatch that one. Vampire Cop's fun as shit. Honestly, that, that would probably be one I'd say because like Mikay's really good with like absurdist sense of humor. Yeah. Like, the- if you've ever seen his movie, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, it's oh, fucking uh, something Yakuza. Damn it! Someone's got the frog that whoops people's asses. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, it's a guy in a frog suit. He just like walks down the street and just whoops people's asses. I've that sad and get added to the watch list immediately. <laughs> I have it. <laughs> I gotta watch Yakuza that. Yakuza Law, something like that. I can't remember, dude. Vampire Cop has one of the one of the fucking like legit one of the, a moment that made me laugh out loud. Like it's like it's like w- w- what are you uh, scared of the sunlight? <laughs> like it fucking like bass drops and his like look on his face. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Can I pick a movie he was in? Donald Farmer? Yeah, I mean sure, I guess. Dirty Cop No Donut too. Oh, oh. so there's a good sequel to Dirty Cop No Donut. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, um, I I'll probably choose Vampire Cop. Yeah, I, that I mean immediately already sounds like a Mike, like a mid two thousands Mike title. It also sounds like a uh, was it a Kawasaki Kawasaki? Oh yeah. yeah 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 Kawasaki. Is it Minoru Kawasaki? Yeah, Is that right. Yeah, I think so it's the a, guy who did uh, Executive Koala. Executive Koala, uh, the world six God Japan. We watched Rug Cop recently, <laughs> dude. Fuck, <laughs> a man with the rug has something. Has <laughs> something. <laughs> so fucking good. That movie's great. Oh god, highly recommend Rug Cop. Yeah, it's so fun. There's no one for spookies. <laughs> Oh, anything, the, yeah. Almost anything by Kawasaki. Yeah. Honestly, uh, Katsuishi Ishii as well. Oh, yeah. Like, I think most people know um, Funky Forest. Yeah. But, like, we watched, uh, what was it, uh, Shark Skin Man and Peach Hip Girl. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Yeah, it's great fucking Party movie. Seven's great. You know, he, he's just a very interesting filmmaker. Yeah, definitely. But uh, thank you, Zombies 8 Keegan, for the absurdest question. Yes, that, that's fucking amazing. Next up is Yamatori.mh. Ooh. Yamatori. 
Sussy. <laughs> Do you ever watch a series that you love so much that it ends in leaving people divided by the ending? The series I'm talking about is Attack on Titan. Oh boy. <laughs> yes, it's an anime, and I just can't help myself to bring this Weeaboo. topic. Mm, no. You'll be happy to know that we have actually scheduled on the calendar, Yeah, which means in the next few months, an anime episode. Yes. So no fear there. Yeah. Although there's one I think I might want to switch up. Yeah, we, we talked about this already, though. Yeah. Brian Pollan talked about this movie. I want to add to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, you got me. Yeah. Anyways, the last episode of the series has ended, and I never felt so depressed, and yet feels like it was a true end of an era for the anime community slash manga readers. My question is, do you have a favorite series that you enjoy so much that you wish it hasn't ended? Hmm. Love you guys, and it doesn't have to be an anime series. It could be anything that you enjoy watching. Also, I am so hyped for the Jonathan Doe new documentary, The Art of Self-Harm. Anyways, take care, sussy wussy. P.S. I will be seeing Suffocation this Thursday on the 16th. Everybody's getting to see Suffocation. But what about me? <laughs> what about me? <laughs> what about Raven? <laughs> what about Raven? Uh, I I'm, I will go with an anime actually. Okay. Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy great. Bebop when once it ends it is like damn, damn. It's over. Yeah. And you got to feel sad cuz it's like it's such a fucking journey. Yeah. I mean, the uh, thing about it is, at one point, I probably would have said Twin Peaks. Yeah. Twin Peaks is like my favorite show ever. Then they did come back. Then they did come back. Yeah. And it's pretty good. So, <laughs> yeah. um, most shows, I feel like there definitely comes a point where it's like, this needs to. This needs to end, yeah. But there's definitely some shows where it ends way too soon. Well, Other shows that go on forever. Here's your one Iron Chef. Bro, Iron Japan. Sh- yeah, Iron Chef Japan fucks hard. It was so good. It's like, I'm sure there's seasons we didn't get. Yeah. But man. Yeah. That show goes hard as shit. Once it switched to America, it wasn't as good. No. It's like, then you got, like, Bobby Flay. Mm. Yeah, fuck Bobby Flay. <laughs> fuck Bobby Flay. <laughs> all these shows are like, how fucking great he is. Yeah. Like, beat Bobby Flay as if he's, like, the best cook of all time. Like, fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> you ain't no Yama, uh, was it Mio Morimoto? <laughs> yeah, you ain't shit. You ain't nothing. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite fucking shows of all time. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop is very good. I thought about getting a Cowboy Bebop tattoo at one point. There's so many other shows. Like, like I went through anime phase. Yeah. And I find that most of the time, animes don't know how to fucking end a show. No. Dragon Ball Z, that ending sucks. Full Metal Alchemist, both endings of those shows so suck. Soul Eater has a terrible ending. Soul ending fucking sucked. <laughs> Just in general. Kind of sucked. I, th- I, I like the show up until the ending, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, the... There's all kinds of shows. Thank you, Yamatori. You want to talk about a show that I watched? Like, and this might this might like expose me a little bit. I don't know. Fucking uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> no, not not Aces and Eights. <laughs> uh, fucking Sons of Anarchy's ending is dog shit. Like again, to anyone who wants to watch it, I ain't gonna say shit. But man, fuck that ending. What about Lucha Underground? Oh god, that should have ended fucking before it did. Goofy off fucking season. <laughs> but I wish it kept going, so maybe they could put it back on the rails. They were not gonna put it back on the rails. They went in full sicko mode. Because up until the third season, it was really good. Yeah. 
know what the first match ever? To get off on Razzle and Dana real quick. Yeah. In Lucha Underground is? Uh, it was like a triple threat match, wasn't it? No. No, no. It was uh, Chavo Guerrero and uh, Blue Demon Jr. Yeah. Yeah, fucking wild shit. Wild shit. If y'all, if you know, if you're not into wrestling, but you want to see some fucked up shit, <laughs> go watch Blue Demon Junior versus Doctor Wagner Junior. Oh my god! They're beating each other in the head with hammers and yes. cinder blocks and <laughs> oh shit, Big Rick. <laughs> That was a great moment. There's just this fucking hit, like his <laughs> with the eye patch on it. And he's a cigar in his mouth too. Yeah. I think. Oh shit, Big Rick. <laughs> Goofy off. Ezekiel Jackson. Ezekiel Jackson. I wonder what he's up to I think nowadays. He's dead, apparently. Well, I mean, his character Big Rick is dead as shit. There's only two wrestling companies I can think of that like killed people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wrestling Society X might as well have. Oh, it's true. But Lucha <laughs> Underground and actually TNA. Oh, yeah. Like, anytime you leave TNA to go like AEW or WWE, yeah. you die. <laughs> <laughs> Ring of Honor, uh, was it Ring of Honor had fucking Adam Goldie originally? Oh, did they? <laughs> like, something like that because he got poisoned. Remember? That was being the elite. That's true, <laughs> but he got poisoned to death. <laughs> yeah. Next, we got Nintley got Rick Knox, too. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, we got Rick. But uh, thank you, Yamatori, and enjoy suffocation. Yes. Fuck God. Yeah, fuckers, man. Next uh, up is the People's Mikey, which I know the People's Mikey's Mikey. working on some shit, and I'm very excited about. Yes. Uh, he is starting a YouTube channel yes. called uh, McMortem. Yes, follow People's Mikey, so when that starts, you can enjoy that, because I'm very excited about that. Yeah, uh, the McMortem, uh, like, pay- he has an Instagram page dedicated to it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And also, the pink sick on cinema shirt. Yes. Yeah, I, I was kind of worried about how that would look, but it mm. looks really good. Um, but yeah, like his show, like his show, like the look reminds me almost of that channel. Remember Blue Office Six? Yeah. Yeah. Great channel. Yeah. I don't know what. I mean, hopefully. Blue Lava 6 didn't like commit any crimes that I don't know about. <laughs> Number 15, Blue Lava 6. No! No, 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 no! Yeah, I fucking loved that channel back in the day. Howdy, my dudes. So let me talk to you. Yeah. Awesome that you boys are doing Mikkei's Dead or Alive trilogy. Don't know many people who talk about those flicks. When it comes to Mikkei's, usually each of the killer, Visitor Q, and Audition. True. <laughs> Which I think that was kind of our first episode. Yeah, we blew it. Blew it. Blew it. So my questions this week, how do you prep a uh, prep a casual for a Takashi Mikkei film? Especially for someone who has seen Mikkei's name and message boards and social media. I always thought if they did Quentin Tarantino, then they might dig some Takashi Mikkei stuff. The violence and dialogue were things that made me a fan. I know everyone that I showed each of the killer loved it, but they found it hard to get into audition and go through. Keep up the great work. Glad you guys are feeling better and can't wait to hear the episode. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Cheers. Dude. Okay. So, away, I'd say that's actually a really good shout. Uh, Tarantino. Yeah, because Tarantino's movies are... Like, though pretty palatable for the most part, are out there. Yeah, a little manic. Yeah, a little manic, especially something like, was it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Like, that movie is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a fucking great shout-out to get people into Mike. But when it comes to, like, actually introducing them to Mike films, like, I, I would say, like, something like Zeverman's not a bad shout. Zeverman's not a bad shout. Like, I think you gotta gauge, like, what your friend's into, right? Yes. Are they a horror fan? If they're a horror fan, they might like Audition. 
Yeah. Are they a crime fan? Then they may like something like Dead or Alive yeah. or The Graveyard of Honor or one of Mike's 9 million Yakuza movies he's made. Yes, he's made so many Yakuza Do movies. Do they like Samurai movies? Well, they might like uh, 13 Assassins. Do they like Atsushi Onida? If so, you can put on a uh, human murder weapon. Yeah, yeah. Onida is in that movie. <laughs> Wild. Do they like, Do they like just like like anime comic-y stuff Blade of the Immortal yeah you know Mikkei's got a wide range of shit you know what I mean yeah. they like experimental films Ezo yeah you know so it's like kind of gauge what they like and then kind of tailor the Mikkei film to them yeah and then but Zero Man's a great choice because Zero Man's just so fucking fun well he even did like J-Horror though oh yeah he did One Miss Call yeah which I know some people are not it's like that's not his best but... it's good but it's not great yeah it's one of his weaker films but yeah, that's why I went with Zebra Man though, because it kind of has a gauge of all of that. I love that movie so much. That's so good. Shoei Kawa, he's Zebra Man. Yeah. Anything with Shoei Kawa in it is amazing. Yeah. I'll never forget the fucking scene with the crab. Just fucking destroys that crab leg. So good. So funny. I love those movies. I didn't, God, now I don't want to rewatch yeah, them. It's been a while since I watched it. If your friend is into some, some hot twink boys, Crow Zero. <laughs> some hot twink boys. Fuck. I see that coming. Um, yeah, it, is, it is true, though. It is true. <laughs> Thank you, People's Mikey, for the question, as always. Yes. And let me talk to you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. Next up is J Freak Zach. What's up? Sub fucker. <laughs> Hi um, guys. Haven't dropped a question in a while. Which is I look back, J Freak's been around for a while. Yes. So thank you, J. <laughs> he also uh he he had to be on Facebook. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, and uh yeah, he's a big, big kaiju guy, too. I mean, if you so, have me on Facebook, that's fine, but I'm never on Facebook. I am never on Facebook, either. <laughs> like, I occasionally will scroll through and something absolutely fucking dumb. <laughs> Bolt? Yeah, yeah just yeah, like, yeah, I'm done. Hi, right, guys. Haven't dropped a question in a while. Is there any fun Halloween story you guys have that you might have influenced a kid to become a horror fan over the years? Ooh. Hang on, I got burp. Oh, God. For example, every year we do a huge thing where we pass out handfuls of candy, half a bathtub full. Jesus. Shots for adults. Oh, shit. Pizza, beer, sodas, and movies on the garage. Dude. This year we played Spookies. <clears throat> yes. The Beyond. <clears throat> oh, dude. And Zombie 3. <clears throat> <laughs> you just made John bu- bust a nut. It's like three of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking adore The Beyond. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, The Beyond is the best movie there. Well, yeah. Spookies and Zombie 3. But I got a Zombie 3 t shirt. <laughs> yes. I do have a Beyond t shirt as well. I don't yeah. have a, I need to get a Spookies t shirt. Paul Bear Press has a Black Friday sale and he gave me a Spookies. Man, Spookies is that kind of movie. The Spookies is that movie that has that dog in it. Dude, I, we were in the, we'll get you the question, but we were in the group chat with Spooky and Herschel. Yeah. And Spooky was like, I don't give a shit. Like, Spookies is an amazing movie. I love Spookies. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you don't like Spookies, you know, fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I gave it a five. And he's like, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> I give it like a four, four and a half. I'm like, yeah, I give it a five. I give it an even way to five. 
Lord. Fuck you. I love him. <laughs> Demon Wit is not a five. Fuck that's, you. That's a conversation is. for another day. I had a big group of kids come up during the Beyond's acid face scene. Oh, no. Where, <laughs> where kids froze in horror after I filled their candy buckets. <laughs> Jaws dropped and staring at the movie, I looked back at the moms yelling at her kids to head back and turn around while I laughed and <laughs> shook my head, thinking, I just made these kids horror fans, and they're probably going to wonder for years what the fuck movie I was playing. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Unfortunately, around here, man, Halloween's pretty fucking dead. Yeah. Goddamn drunk or treats. Yeah, the church has killed it. <laughs> of course, the church has had to have a monopoly on the fucking candy market. Um, and they slow some of their fucking pamphlets yeah. into candy. Do you remember that shit, dude? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Like, uh, I, mean, I cannot tell you how many times I got fucking pamphlets for church. I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> I will shout out my sister. Um, yeah. <laughs> she does a fucking awesome Halloween decoration set pieces every year. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm sure it, the one or two kids that come up are probably like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that shit's fucking insane. Um, of course, like Haunted Houses. I love, I love that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Around here, it's just not really a... It's not really a thing... Like, yeah. you kind of have to go drive around before you can... Well, shout out to fucking Steven for having, like, an insane setup. Yeah. Like, a uh, whole ass, like, haunted house for his, like, Halloween setup. I would love to go to Jay Freaks. Yeah. And eat a bathtub full of candy. Dude, <laughs> drink beer and pizza and watch the Beyond on a fucking garage door. Dude, except for this year, we got fucking Rona. Yeah. Well, That's how we celebrate fucking Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. <laughs> Here's some COVID for you. Here's some COVID-19. Fucking horrible. I didn't watch a single movie on Halloween because I was so fucking sick I could barely hold my head up. You watched the wrestling life of, though. I mean, I put them on. Well. I can't say I necessarily watched them. I mean, I'd say you did. (laughs) You remember a lot of it. Well. Maybe I do. We may watch them one day and be like, oh, fuck. No, it's completely different. (laughs) It's not how I remembered it at all. (laughs) For Halloween, John was smoking symbiotes. (laughs) Tell me about it. And that dog in me. (laughs) And the dog in you was coping. Yeah. Big true. (laughs) God, it it is weird because, like, on the episode of... uh, Yeah, you can hear me getting sick. Yeah, Three Mothers, like, you actually hear him get sick. Crazy. But uh, thank you, Jay Freak, for the question, as always. And fuck yeah, that setup sounds amazing. Yeah, sounds fun as shit. Next up, we have Mosh Beef. Mosh Beef. Uh, Mosh Beef says... Howdly doodly, butter boys. Howdly <laughs> doodly. What's your favorite creature feature? God, people are swinging the day. Oh my god. And have y'all been listening to anything cool lately? I've been on a huge mortician and obituary Dude. kick lately. Dude. Anything like that? <laughs> Fucking mortician slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be either that or fluids. <laughs> they both could have did a similar yeah. song, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite creature feature? God damn, y'all oh swinging hard with questions today. What we count as a creature feature, though? Monsters. Okay. Because, like, I know, like, some people are like, oh, well, creature feature is, like, gotta be, like, full-on monster. Can't be, like, anything human-like. I don't think so. Okay. So, Frankenstein's up there for sure. Oh, yeah. Frankenstein. I mean, it's embroidered on my body. Yeah, it's literally on your body. Yeah. Um, Godzilla for counting kaiju. Yeah. Anything Godzilla, specifically destroy all monsters, just because that was my favorite as a child. Yeah, 
Uh, outside of that, Pumpkinhead. Oh yeah, Pumpkinhead's up there. Hmm. Pumpkinhead's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> Spookies. Hell yeah. Spookies got all kinds of monsters. They in got it. monsters galore, dude. It is a monster fest, including fart mud monsters, which are the best. <laughs> why do they fart? Well, we know why actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, fuck. I think of barbecue some bacon burger. Barbecue bacon burger. Fuck. Fuck. Um, I watched The Mummy on Halloween this year. Mummy's great. Yeah. Mummy is fucking awesome. But, uh, fuck, I don't know. It's so tough. You guys are swinging too hard today. Mm. Like, I'm just trying to fucking think of what my favorite one would be. I don't even know. I always just say Pumpkinhead just because Pumpkinhead is like... Yeah. Unless we count like the thing as a creature feature. Well, if that's the case, then that would that would be mine. But yeah, the thing's pretty fucking great. The thing is fucking insane. Like, do we count werewolf movies as creature features? Is that its own separate like? What's your favorite lichen movie? Um, <laughs> lichen calling. Uh, uh, <laughs> Why no. can't us? Why can't us? The more I think about that movie, the more I'm like, that was kind of fun. <laughs> Oh no, John's getting turned over to the dark side. <laughs> but then also like it's like, man, so much of it just just does suck. Yeah. Like it sucks and then like those moments, like when we first see the werewolf and he just runs those people over. But and then like the whole end of the movie. <laughs> fucking Mario jumping scene. <laughs> like that stuff is so good and so funny. Yeah. But to get to it is so fucking hard because the rest of it just really sucks. Yeah. It is a terrible fucking movie. It's atrocious. One of the worst I've ever seen. Um, I think for my answer, though, I will go with the thing just to be a cop-out answer. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I'd say they're creatures. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a creature. I mean, there's a big fucking worm monster at the end of it. That's true. You know? <laughs> it do be a creature. And what have you been listening to? You're listening to me, Matt. <sighs> I listened to a bit of the new Dolly Parton album. You did, yeah. yeah it was... Uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't want to say anything disparaging about our, our goddess, Dolly Parton, Queen Dolly Parton. <laughs> my Dolly Parton, my goddamn Dolly. You gonna call my Dolly Parton a big titty slut? <laughs> Never forget. This is so good. That went viral. Didn't it did it? go yeah. viral. Fuck yeah, Trey. Um, I've been listening to a little bit of everything. Mm. Recently, uh, I've been listening to a little bit of Modest Mouse. I have too. Uh, one particular song, yeah, Teeth Like God Shoe Shine, because of uh, Zane Timpson. Yes, which I posted on my Instagram account. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could have posted it on the the single Instagram account. I would not have cared. It just had nothing to do with yeah, <laughs> anything true. revolving around the show, so I didn't do that. It's an amazing skate part. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, was it uh, Suffer Love? Suffer Zane Love. Timpson, yeah, heroin skateboards. Yeah, great, great fucking part. Recipe Zane. Um, I, I've been listening to a little bit of uh, Sangui Sugabog. Yeah, Sang- Sangui. I've uh, listened to some, like Skinless. Uh, fucking. I've been more obsessed with songs recently. Yeah, it's kind of been my thing. Like full oh. artists. Someone's going down the hill. Uh, I've been listening to a little bit of Shocking Blue. Oh, yeah, Shocking Blue's great. Yeah. I love Shocking Blue. Let me go to my fucking playlist here real quick. I heard to go to Spotify. Uh, Dread by Thank is a fucking sick song. I love that one. I've been obsessed with the, ever since we watched it, the uh, Phantom of the Paradise soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to the shit out of that one. I've been listening to some Viagra Boys. Viagra Boys, yeah. Uh, I know one song you have not brought up that you've been obsessed with. Which one? It's from a skate park, but. What is it? 
the, the from fucking uh, it's from the, the the heroin part. Dread. Yeah. Oh, is that the name of yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that song's fucking awesome. Uh, Tiger B. Smith. Yes. He fucks real hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Murder Capital. I've been listening to Polaris. Oh, Suicide Tendencies. I've been on a huge Suicide Tendencies kick. Yes. And DRI. And UFO actually. <laughs> if if you want to see how weird my listening has been recently, like I've been obsessed with um, the Viagra Boys, as you mentioned. Um, Baseball. Every time I die, of course, I fucking love every time I die. Um, Modest Mouse. Polaris. Mm. <laughs> oh, that fucking album. The Pete and Beat soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Ethel Kane. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, the, the, for some some metal shouts here, uh, Dragon to Sunlight, fucking insane fucking album. What's the name of it? Is this uh, Hatred for Mankind? And I've been listening to a band. They don't seem like they have a full length album out just yet. But if you love like stuff like Sangui, where it's just like down tuned fucking like insane death metal, uh, Ten to the Chest. Oh, to the jazz. Yeah, yeah, they go hard as fuck. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Mosh Beef, for the question, as yes. always. Next up is Stofi Ozen Hennelauder. Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure in the profile picture, you're wearing a Devo hat, and that gets a huge thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs I up. I love Devo. Yeah, Devo Fox. He's been with the world, and I'm tired of this suit du jour. He's been with the world, going to end this prophylactic tour. Yeah, I love, I love Devo. Yeah, Devo rules. What's the worst soundtrack or score for a movie you, <laughs> for a movie you guys have... Hold on. I can't read. What's I the can't wor- read. I can't read. <laughs> Uh, what's the worst soundtrack or score for a movie? Your guys' opinion. Me, myself, I just hate the soundtrack slash score to Jason Goes to Hell. I don't even remember that one. New Metal Butt Rock City. <laughs> God damn it, it's so damn irritating. And Rowan said Liquid Sky. It's atrocious, but I love it. <laughs> I, that's actually a good shout. But... <laughs> like... I'll tell you the one. You got the one? The one at 21 and 1. The one to beat Undertaker's record. <laughs> That be who done it <laughs> from vinegar syndrome. Help me, help, oh. me, help me, face to face. Help oh. me. I couldn't even tell you any other songs from that movie. Oh, that's the only song in the movie besides like you know just like little other pieces. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we're talking Fuck. about like like we're talking about like score. That's in the score, dog. I mean, it counts. It counts. You're right. You're right. Fuck. Oh, we watched one recently where you were like, man, this music sucks. Oh, my God. What was that? I can't remember. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking hard on mute. And we watched Liquid Sky. You you two were like, this music's bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad, but it is enjoyable, actually. Um, There's a really good Western starring Franco Nero called Kioma. Ah. Where like, the music's like, Kioma. <laughs> and it is. It's almost unwatchable because of that. <laughs> It is a good movie. Like, it's like a revenge film. Yeah. And it's a really good Western, but man, the soundtrack is cheeked up. It's cheeked up. Cheeked up to the max. Got a lot of stuff in the 2000s, man. A lot of oh stuff just so God. forgettable. It all just is like, it all just sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, like, 
the Saw movies towards the like the later half of them were just like get a bunch of like new metal, bunch yeah. of fucking you know new metal, not, not even like in you What's metal. What's that Creed but... song from Scream Three that you were trying to convince me was good the other day? <laughs> Look, that's all got to go hard. No, no. <laughs> That's the buddiest of butt rock that's ever butted. It's so butt rock it was recorded up someone's ass. <laughs> what if? What if? What if? What if? <laughs> Dude, I saw an interview with Scott Staff the other day. He was like, Creed's not a Christian rock band. Where do people get that idea? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> You've been clay? Yeah, every fucking song you ever read is like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord, I want to go back and listen to the Jason Goes to Hell soundtrack now to see how bad that is. God, what was it? I, I know uh, some people don't like Queen of the Dams <laughs> soundtrack because it aged pretty poorly. Yeah. I feel like we're mostly naming songs though, and not like scores. Oh God, what was that one movie that fucking uh, Ministry did the soundtrack for? Oh, what? Wicked Lake or something. Oh like my that? God, yeah. yeah, that one's pretty rough. I love Ministry, but that was rough. Yeah, oh, I didn't like. What was it? Human Animals. Yeah, you didn't love that soundtrack. I really didn't care. I don't. A lot of times, like if soundtracks are using like classical music as yeah. their score, I find that it don't work because it's really? not made for the movie. Oh well. A lot of the, like, even though I'm guilty of this as well as you will see in the short shits, using Kevin McLeod music. Yes. A lot of times that don't work either. Yeah. What well, I mean to be fair, we're, we're you also were doing it like back when that was like a new thing for us. I also just didn't know anyone that could do music for me. <laughs> now I do. I know yeah, several people yeah. who could do the soundtracks for me. Um. Yeah, there's definitely some fucking contenders for worst soundtrack, but who done it's mine, man. I mean, that fucking like the piece of music in that make that movie unbearable for me. But uh, thank you, Stofy Ozone Hill and Lauder, uh, for the question as always. Yes. Um, Shout out to Devo for also doing the soundtrack to Rugrats. Oh yeah, yeah. Being one of the strangest fucking thing. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> It's very iconic, though. <laughs> <laughs> you have to throw in the shit sound effect, but I mean, it's not the shit. It's when he squirts the bottle. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Rugrats. Next up is Peppa Chalk. Peppa Chalk from the Isle of Man. Is it even populated? I don't know. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peppa. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, I, I had a whole thing where I said I was gonna read your question in that accent. <laughs> I love you, Pammy, but no idea if I'm late. <laughs> stop. Okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. I love you, Pammy. <laughs> Dent 5 is actually really, really fun. Go watch that. Huh? Dent 5 is actually really <laughs> fun. Go watch that. Yeah. Pammy's a mean god. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. That's horrible. It was fun. No idea if I'm late to comment, but I'm feeling kind of mixed on the whole support physical media. Support physical <laughs> media thing sometimes. I love to support boutique labels when I can, but a deal on the used market is a bloody deal. Agreed. No, I yeah. Like it's kind of fucked how you can buy a new DV, buy new DVDs of films that are being chucked out of charity slash used shops because they have so many copies of it, and you really can find some forgotten gems there instead of just seeing the what films were on the third or fourth Blu-ray release. Not the best phrase question, but what are your thoughts on the used market in physical media landscape? Not even gotten into limited runs of films that wish to be sold for hundreds on eBay or which feels gross to support and that I'd rather buy used or yahar fiddly d d it lol <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what I, 
you're still supporting physical media, though. You are. It's not like you're not just buying boutique stuff, which you, you don't even have to just buy boutique stuff. But. No, absolutely not. I a lot of my collection is used. Mm-hmm. Like I have bought me too. Like back in the yeah. day, like when I first started collecting, that was like my collection would not be a quarter of the size it is without that. Yeah, I couldn't afford fucking brand new shit. No. You know? And also, like on top of that, like the last uh, the first time we ever went to Grindhouse, I loaded up on used shit. Yeah. And uh, like I go to a lo- local like bookstore, they have movies and stuff there, and I load up on that that shit too. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. At I don't all. think so. I mean, the only problem I have with it is like like he said, like when fucking people. Like, oh, here's Mausoleum with a slipcase for $300. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. We actually had, like, a long conversation the other night about, like, physical media and, like, where yeah. it is right now and, like, how, like, though we still love physical media and we're going to yeah. keep supporting physical media, shit's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, here's a single movie with, like, ten different editions. Two slipcovers. D- d- oh, my God, yeah. A box for your slipcover. <laughs> a box for your slipcover with... Lobby cards. Oh, don't get me started with the fucking law. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pose this question to all of our listeners. We're mostly all physical media supporters and yeah. boutique label buyers. Is lobby cards a fucking selling point to you or art cards at all? I fucking hate them. Get that shit out of my box set. I don't, it's not a special feature. <laughs> you took a still image from the movie and slapped it on a piece of glossy paper. I don't need this. Well, even like the, uh, another thing about that, right? Is they'll take still images from the movie and it's like not even like the most interesting parts of the movie. And, like, I've noticed with some box sets, they just slap some kind of filter on it to match yeah. the artwork. And it's like, what are you doing? Or here's, here's my favorite one, too. When, it, when, when the release comes with, like, a book and you get art cards. Yeah. Like, most of these pictures are in the book. Yeah. I don't need art cards. <laughs> well, also, like, on top of that, like, I have been saying that Severin's going to be doing books separately, mm-hmm. which is cool. I think that is a good idea, actually. Yeah. I think that's a cool idea. But. As long as they're cheap. Yeah. Like, they can't be almost the same price as the box set. I think they said it was going to be like 10 Okay, that's like $10 or something yeah, like yeah. that. I could be wrong. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see the point of lobby cards at all. No, I think it's one of the silliest inclusions in a fucking box ever. It's wild. And it's like the most common. Yeah. It's in all of them. I don't Like, at least with a book, like... Like, the book is cool. I don't know if I'm going to read it, but... Yeah. Books are weird to me, too. But I get them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just think they're kind of impractical. Yeah, because you have to take it out of the box set. Yeah. And then, if you take it out of the box set and, you, and you're not... <laughs> you know, starting to read the book and you're like, eh, I'm going to watch the movie. And it's like, oh, well, the fuck? <laughs> Everything's off balance in my box set now. Yeah. Physical media. I mean, I love it. Yeah. But it is wild. What's... It's like uh, what the, the Arrow edition of was it Shanghai Express? Yeah, oh. has like five different cuts of the movie. It's like which one do you watch? Yeah, I, we watched the theatrical version. We said fuck that. Yeah, that was Millionaires Express, not Shanghai Express. Well, it's also called Shanghai Express. Oh, is so, it? Yeah. Oh, anyways, um, yeah, and also put shit on the back of your box if you're gonna have a J. Oh my God, with your information on it. Just put that on the back of the box, please. Just yes, please. No one has ever been like, man, I wish the back of this box didn't have anything on it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. The fucking police story box set. Yeah. It's just orange. It's just orange on the back of it. What the fuck? But uh, yeah. Thank get, you. Peppa. Get those fucking J cards out of there. <laughs> fuck J cards. Thank you, Peppa Chalk, for the question as always. Sorry yes. about the accident. Uh, I- <laughs> 
Yeah, thank you. Next up is Goblin O'Reilly. Yeah, but from QVC. From Quality Valley. Send me Goblin these done. <laughs> he, he, did, he did it on the fucking uh, episode. He, he did. It, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. Goblin says, Sup, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why Goblin these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Maybe you'll cry while you do it. <laughs> considering the sad news that the physical location of Grindhouse Video is shutting down at the end of the year. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. I know you gentle warts. I mean, gentlemen. I've been there multiple <laughs> times before. <laughs> In remembrance of the good times you have had there, as someone who hasn't ever been there, what are your best memories, best purchases, and if it's happened, was there anything you bought from there that you regret? I never had a chance to go there, but fuck, I wish I could have. I guess like the blue blazer. Oh, God. All things must face plant the turnbuckle every now and then. Holy Jesus. Take care, jabronis. <laughs> Much love from Goblin and the Quality Cinema family. P.S. Any thoughts on Ian Rotten making his 1000s come back? <laughs> yeah, fuck Ian Rotten. <laughs> Ian Rotten Rot can lick but Yeah. He can gobble these nuts. As much as I have very fond memories of watching IWA Mid-South, oh. it don't need to come back no. ever again. No. Leave uh, it. My favorite one, like just to get off on a tangent real quick, was like, <laughs> it's like I'm coming back. He made he made this big stink about Drake Younger and everything. Yeah. About like, oh, we ain't going to book nobody that's an abuser or a piece of shit. <laughs> that ain't what we do. They fold because Jake Chris burned the belt. Yeah, well, they, also the multiple allegations against him himself and his son yeah <laughs> and then he comes back and the first person he booked was Michael Elgin <laughs> <laughs> and then it never happened yeah, yeah. Um, God love Ian Rod then, then Michael Elgin is going to chart have people chart uh, like $10,000 to get podcast equipment yeah Goober I mean without Ian Rotten we would never would have had a, a fucking rolling hard Rolling hard, Mitch, Mitch Page. Page, yeah. So Corporal Robinson. I mean, honestly, Chris Hero. Oh well, yeah, that's but, true. But I was just trying to name the shitty ones. Yeah, well, the, the shitty ones. Fucking Corp. Fear what you don't, don't understand. understand. Hate what, what you, you don't conquer, conquer bitch. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> people listen like, what the fuck are they on? We're about? talking about really obscure death match. Yeah, it, 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 we, 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 we pop Goblin and Goblin alone. Yeah, Goblin's like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corporal Robinson. Man, that guy sucks. Finisher <laughs> was a fall away fuck. Not even a fall away Russian leg sweep. Oh. Like, he stayed up. Yeah, he just pulled him down. <laughs> Dogs. Horrible. Anyways, <laughs> Grindhouse, yeah, Grindhouse video, I'm sure most people have heard the news by now. Is, yeah. You know, and it's one of those things that sucks, and I'm very sad, but I understand. Yeah, yeah um, it seems like Mike's done with some stuff. So. Yeah, he seems to have some mental health issues because of trying to run it and the store. It seems to the stress of it's just really starting to get to him, and the online is more successful, so yeah. makes sense. I get it. I hate yeah. to see that go, but you also you gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. You always gotta take care of yourself. Uh, memories. I mean, the first time we went, that just, was amazing. Just like open the door and be like, Whoa. and spending so much money that first time. And time, we were probably there for about three, three, four hours. Oh, yeah. which we usually spend about two hours every time we go. Oh yeah, because we're just looking around. Yeah. the entire time. And also, the staff there is always so fucking cool that you oh, just talk yeah. to them. So, they're always so nice to us. Um, though, <laughs> the last time I was there, I was just constantly in box away because I was looking at the uh, <laughs> the out of print stuff and I'm like, oh, this shit's cool. He was, like, he was like, oh, excuse me. 
Uh, get by you one more time. <laughs> Memories we, the, is the only place we've ever been recognized. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Huge shout out. Love that guy. Yeah. Thank you for um, uh, recognizing our goofy asses. Yeah. Um. What, what the hell? There was one time where they were we were fucking dying laughing. Because I just kept doing something and I can't remember. I know exactly what it was. What was it? You kept pulling out getting any by the Keshi Katana. Oh, like, that was a good one. Getting any. Getting any. But I kept like interjecting like something into a song. Oh, what was that? I don't remember. It was some meme we were doing at the time. Oh, uh, what was it though? Fuck. I don't remember. It was something about cock and balls. I know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something about digging balls because that's us. <laughs> I discovered one of my favorite songs ever there. Oh, yeah. The Casualty. Yeah, by uh, Cursive. Yeah. That song is amazing. If you like kind of like early 2000s emo shit. <laughs> yeah. Which I normally don't, but that song is fantastic. That I actually listened to that album. It's really good. Yeah. Um, um, anything we were bought there that we regret? I, the one thing I bought there that I regret. Oh man, there's there's a couple. I ain't gonna lie. And it's not because it was like oh, it's a bad buy or something. That's just because the movie just sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ordered Stragala with birthday money. That I uh, that uh, you didn't buy that there. No, I did buy it from them. Yeah. Though. yeah, yeah. I bought it online. I didn't. I don't. I mean, I don't usually have regrets. Like even if it's shit, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Like honestly, getting any is not bad. Yeah. But it's not like it's not amazing. No. And it wasn't as good as the meme of us just calling every time we walk by, just grab it and be like, getting any. That was so fucking funny. Where the Kateshi Katano dressed like a fucking bug. Bug. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I got fucking like I ordered Spragala from them. That would be fucking blows ass i accidentally punched my sister in grindhouse video you did yeah because <laughs> we've been we've took pictures with fred vogel yeah we've like me and her have, like loved august underground and Totec pictures and it's like it's like 2007 and she almost got the blu-ray like i did mm. get we're sitting there and she almost did not get the Blu-ray of the first one. No, wasn't even that. She, I was like, I was like, oh, there's the new August Underground Blu-ray. And she's like, yeah, I don't have August Underground. And I was like, what the fuck? And when I threw my arm, I smacked her on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so shocked. I couldn't believe it. I was like, how do you not own this movie? I, I guess she was like, well, you have them. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I was just fucking dubs founded. <laughs> I was like, we've met this man. <laughs> fucking wild. I nearly fell into many shelves there. John nearly wiped out the whole store. Yeah. And the porn collection is always fucking hilarious to go. go the first through. time we, I, well, it wasn't the first time we went. It was the first yeah. time me, you, Amanda went. My sister, yeah. uh, who's in the collecting shit too. Yeah. Um, we we all went, and uh, of course it was amazing. We're all looking around. Yeah. This is so fucking good. We talked to a guy about Nick Gage. Yeah, that was sick. Pop up Goblin O'Reilly a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. We talked about Nick Gage for a while. Nick fuck Gage. Yeah. Um, and there was a guy, the whole time we were there in the porn section. Yeah. He never went to the new releases, the boutique stuff, the used DVDs, the used Blu-rays, porn section. He wasn't even looking at like the boutique label porn. No, he wasn't looking at the 70s. No. Nikatsu stuff. He was looking at... He was looking at stuff like, like Gang Bang Sisters <laughs> 3. White Bum Busters. White Bum Busters. And he went to the fucking register with a like stack yes. of porn. And that's it. Yeah. Wild. It was insane. <laughs> And, like, the thing is, like, right next door is a, like, shop where you can just buy exclusively stuff like that. Yeah, it's right next door to an Intimate Treasures. Yeah. 
And he bought all the porn. Like, he bought so much porn. It was crazy. Uh, for some reason, every time we go, I have to pee. Yes. We have to stop at a mall or McDonald's <laughs> yeah. or something. We uh, found out on one trip that a really good ramen shop is literally right across the road oh from it. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to miss Grindhouse. It's going to suck when it's yeah. gone. We're going to make one more trip up there at least. Yeah, probably in... Sometime in December. Yeah. Because December 31st, it's closing. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to make one more, at least one more trek up there. And to pay our respects. Yeah. I'm going to buy munchies. <laughs> If it's there, because that was one of the first things I ever pulled out. Just like buy Fred Olin Ray movie. And everybody, there. and everybody made fun of me because I was like, it's munchies. Yeah, oh my God. We were like, oh my God, it's munchies. I'm Blu ray. And we were like, what the fuck is even munchies? Uh, <laughs> and I'm Mr. Parker, too, though. He loves the fucking little creatures. Yeah. In movies. Um, <laughs> we had a whole conversation about it. He was like, man, beasties. What was beasties. He was, he was talking about one of them. He was like, it sucked ass. <laughs> Best purchases, though. Best um, purchases. Uh, I found a Slaughter in Syracuse exclusive. Yeah. Um, His Devil Knot by Maggot. And that movie fucking rules. <laughs> it's really fucking good. And, like, I don't know how else you get this shit anymore. Yeah, I have no idea. So that was fucking awesome. I'm sure you message him, but... I found... I To this day, I don't know what country it's from. Yeah. What it even is, I can find no information about it at all. It's some, I think it's Japanese. Yeah. Oh, what's it called? Woman in a Cage? It's called like Girl in a Cage, something like that. Yeah. It, um, it's all in like kanji. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, I, I haven't watched it, but like that was one of my favorite purchases there just because it's like a else. And like the thing about Grindhouse that's going to suck when it's gone is like there's just weird shit there that you'll find on DVD. Yes. Like, there's so much, like, weird shit there. Like, a bunch of old King of the Witches DVDs. Yeah, there's, like, King of the Witch, like, there's Toxic Filth DVDs. Yeah. And, and, like, not, like, the bootleg, bootleg shit, but, like, when they would, like, do, like, independent movie releases. Yeah. Um, weird German splatter shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's just really obscure shit. There like, it too. sucks because at one point we talked about, like, doing a series. Like, if, like, oh, we should yeah. start a YouTube channel and do a series called It Came From Grindhouse Video. Yeah. Where we go, we find just one of the weird DVDs and buy it and watch it and review yeah. it. But, unfortunately, that's not going to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I know we spent a lot of time on this one, but, yeah, Grindhouse. Um, one of my best purchases, and I got it for a really good price. Like, where it was like, the online... It was going for like ninety to like a hundred, something oh. like that. The Lucas Moodyson box set. Oh, I got Moody's that for like sixty. You also got that one box set in the dent and scratch section. Yeah, and the dent was like a corner was a little mushed. Yeah, the, cor- <laughs> the corner had a little bit on it, and just a little bit of a mush. And I was like, "That's it." I've gotten shit directly from Arrow that was in way worse condition. <laughs> You're fucking like a female person of scorpion got ultra mushed. Like someone punched the corners. <laughs> <a> fucking punch. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not the kind of guy that like deeply cares about that as long as it's not like fucking yeah look like someone chopped it in half or something you know (laughs) i got the uh william griff uh, the uh, william greffy box set which is the uh weird wisconsin one yeah which i've heard has got one good movie in it and that's the one i watched (laughs) but uh thanking god thank you goblin these nuts Go watch some uh, ICW. Yeah, ICW. Yeah. Buy the merch. Go watch some <laughs> Shittle Six. Shittle Six. Fuck. <laughs> With shit younger. With shit younger and Kevin Gill. I don't know. Fuck. Don't get me started. Kevin Gill? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about Kevin Gill, Goblin, or like, because I know you watch Deathmatch Wrestling. But, uh, 
He kills me. Yeah, what up, though? Oh. What is really good, though? <laughs> Fuck Gavin Gill. I'm gonna fucking suplex him. When he left GCW, I was so happy. I didn't care if they didn't pay him. I know it's fucked up, but... <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Miller Attack. Miller Attack. It's Miller time. It's his Miller time. Oi, guys. Hope you're doing well. Recently at band practice, I got into a heated exchange with my bandmates about which band has a bigger influence, Black Sabbath Ooh. or Black Flag. As a fan oh, of both fuck. punk and metal and just good music in general, what are your opinions on this? Hard one to call, ain't it? Anyway, yeah. keep up the great work and keep on rocking in the free world. <laughs> Miller attack. <laughs> Liverpool, England! <laughs> no! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help myself. I'm an idiot. I'd say personally, like, probably Black Sabbath. It is hard when you think about it, because, like, they both have, like, massive influences on both of their respective yeah. genres. Like, Black Sabbath helped found what is metal. They did. And I agree. And, and ultimately, I do think it is Black Sabbath. Yeah. But, like, when you think about Black Flag's, like, influence on, like, punk rock. That's the thing. Is, like... The Black Flag's influence on punk rock cannot be understated. I mean, like, they are now one of the live, laugh, loves of punk rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not in a bad way, but, like, if you see anyone with any kind of, like, battle vest that's punk and theme. I've or, got one. Yeah, they all have Black Flag patches and stickers, and and I've, it's like, you know, Black Flag helped influence, like, hardcore punk. Yeah. You know, them bad brains really, like, influenced hardcore punk, which, like, the influence of, ba of Black Flag ended up you know, influencing even bands like Green Day. Yeah. Which go on to influence emo music. You know, yeah. like, like it's bigger and bigger and bigger as it goes, you know? Yeah, definitely. There's a direct line between, like, Black Flag and some of the biggest music of all time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Um, and it's crazy, like, Henry Rollins is popular as fuck. Yeah. Which he said he's never going to sing in a band again, which is kind of unfortunate. Oh, that sucks. He's just doing one-man shows now. Which I've, I've heard his one-man shows are good, though. He used to have a show on IFC that was fucking awesome. Was it? It was a Henry Rollins show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just like a talk show where he'd bring on, like, underground music guys and, like, oh, that's fucking talk sick. about shit and then, then, like, have a band play. It was like a, it was like a, like a, night, like a late night show. That's so sick. But Henry Rollins. So he'd have on, like, Dinosaur Jr. or oh, well, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's yeah. and the shit like that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it ruled. <laughs> um, yeah, Henry Rollins is also very influential in the fact that he has helped, like, have you know he's had bands on that are like um that he's helped promote essentially where he's like listen to this listen yeah. to these guys i mean he's waved the flag on guys like dinosaur jr and sonic Youth years yeah. forever you know yeah which is yeah it's wild yeah Henry rollins's influence cannot be understated that's the thing yeah like, black flag i mean like yeah for a hardcore punk band that's went through a hundred different singers yeah you cannot sit here and say they're not one of the most influential bands of all time exactly <laughs> um the thing is like yeah it's like Sa like sabbath and like black flags like influences are so important you know yeah like without bands like black flag and bad brains yeah who knows if a band like Knocked Loose even exists or Code yeah. Orange you know even like shit like Hatebreed right? yeah for sure like it, it's it's hard to even like like picture a world without those two bands like shit Black Flag had influence on the Ramones they made a hardcore yeah, punk album that's true <laughs> man it god it's tough but it, it might be Black Flag I don't know I still think it is Sabbath just in the fact that I feel like and I'm not gonna sit here and say they created metal yeah like it wasn't like Black Sabbath existed and then metal was born like it no. still took time yeah but like that like 
that heavy metal sound mm. was birthed through Iomi, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like Iomi and Sabbath have to take for like the most influential, but Black Flag's up there for sure. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people would even think about how influential Black Flag really is. There's, yeah. Like, e- even to this day, they're influential, not even just through like music, but like through the members themselves, like. You know, just pounding other bands, huh? Stop calling me, you spam fuckers. What is well, this? Well, you know what you said. Huh? You said if you got another spam quote, you're going to kill yourself. Well, I know we have another question, but i got to kill myself. I'm sorry, guys. Well, that's it. But uh, thank you, Miller Attack, for the question, as always. Yes, thank you. And a very interesting one at that. Last but certainly not least. Yours is Shrimp Doll. Shrimp Doll. Born a little world with a little shrimp doll. I'm just making sure we ain't got no more because it's doing the thing where it just keeps refreshing them. Do we have another one? I think we do actually. Glad okay. that. So this is not the last one. Next to the last one. Yeah. Next to the last one. Shrimp doll. Shrimp doll. More a little world with a little shrimp doll. We've gone long on this one. Yep. Uh, shrimp doll ass. Sorry for replying on the announcement post instead of this one initially. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. No problem. Ow. Had there ever been any releases from a label that you were surprised to see for them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Terrorvision. <laughs> Oh, the company Terrorvision? Yeah. Anything they announce, I don't understand. I don't know what their company even is right no. now. No. Because it's like, the, the, you know, they're announcing stuff like, you know, America's Dead's Home Videos and yeah. Cannibal Camp Out and Video Violence mm-hmm. and like shot on video stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, so they're a shot on video company. Then it's like Door. It's like, what the fuck? What is <laughs> Which Door is amazing. It, dude, buy that. It, everyone out there, watch Door. Yeah, whether you get the third window release or you get the Terrorvision release, it doesn't matter. Door. Which I think is streaming on Screambox, I think. If you have that, watch it. It's yes. fucking awesome. It's it, a great Oh movie. my god. It is so good. There's there's your one for Spooky's question earlier. Underrated yes. Japanese film, Door. Yes. And Guard from Underground. Yeah, you, motherfucker mushes people. Mushes them. Mush. You're going to get mushed. You get mushed. But uh, outside of that, one of the ones that popped in my head was uh, Severn Films doing uh, Overboard. Overboard, yeah. Honestly, them doing Birdemic, which I know it's through fucking uh, Intervision. Is it? I think it's a Severn release. Is that Severn? I think it's just straight That's, Severn, yeah. That's wild. You got one's attention. Hello. <laughs> Um, um, honestly, when Vinegar Syndrome announced Ebola Syndrome, that was fucking insane. That was insane, yeah. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of, there's a few from Vinegar Syndrome, like yeah. Roadhouse. <laughs> well, there's actually one, a recent one, fucking uh, Unearthed Films with Full Body Massage. Which Dude, is like, what, what in the, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Unearthed here recently has done a few of them. Like, what was that one that had uh, Jeff Daniels in it? Oh, um... Great Voyage or something like that. Yeah. That's a weird one for them. Uh, No Way Out. Yeah. Is that the name of the movie? No, no, that's the, uh, I think it's the Buddy Juvenazzo movie. What's the one that had Ray Liotta in it? No Way Home. No Way Home. That's a weird one for them, I thought. Wait, no, I, maybe it is No Way Out, because that's No Way Home. That's Buddy Juvenazzo. Okay, No Way Out would be with Ray Liotta. Yeah. Um, That's a fucking bizarre one. Yeah. Um... And then they would do something like Calamity of Snakes. Which I feel like is more on brand. Yeah. From it. But full body massage. Like, I've not seen it. Yeah. But I know what it is. <laughs> it's essentially a Skinamax movie. Directed by the guy who did Don't Look Now. The fuck? I don't know. That's a bizarre one. <laughs> yeah, so bizarre. Um, old Man Movie was another one, but the Old Man Movie is really good. It's really fucking good. Not saying full body massage is good, but it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, I thought about picking it up just for, just be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. It's a wild get for them, for sure, though. Vinegar Syndrome with, like, Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, that was a wild one. And yeah. Showgirls. 
Yeah, showgirls. Which is like, they are weird ones, but when you really break them down, it's like, nah, they actually do fit their line quite well. Yeah. Um, ma- Massacre Video with fucking Mahawkle is a wild one, too. Mahawkle. Because, like, it's not the most off-brand for them, but it's just like... Oh, okay. They did that one shit slasher, I think, was it David Dakota did? Oh, God. Fucking David Dakota. Like, Final Cut. Dead, man. But is, that, is that David Dakota? It's either David Dakota or Jim Wernerski or one of those fuckers. I'm going to dropkick fucking David Dakota one of these days. Dropkick him in his cock. <laughs> just no, no, just pull on through a wall. <laughs> John Woo him. John Woo him through a wall, yeah. Um, Fuck. Yeah, there's they're, 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 a lot. Sometimes Criterion will drop something and I'm like, what is this? That's odd. Yeah. Honestly, the John Waters stuff is kind of odd for Criterion. Yeah. Uh, like if they didn't get it, I could easily see someone like Severn trying to get that. Oh, for sure. But the mu- I feel like the music is definitely something Criterion mm-hmm. can pay for. Honestly, like Repo Man is a weird one for Criterion. Yeah, it is. Like, that feels far more like Severn. Yeah, than it does Criterion. But that that's also a fucking amazing movie that people should watch. Yes. Um, <laughs> another fucking bizarre one is uh, Redemption f- uh, films with fucking My Chance. My Chance Daily Life. Yeah, which is like they were like normally doing like a lot of like Jess Franco, Gene and, Rowan. Yeah, and. You know, a lot of movies in that vein. Euro like, Slee stuff. Yeah, then My Chan. My Chan's Daily Life, yeah. The fuck? Which I kind of like that movie. Yeah, the movie's pretty, kind of fun yeah, in, a, in a weird way. Huh? Saint Sato. Saint Sato, yeah. Um, I know all of films did Hanadama, which is a Hanadama. Sato film, which yeah. is crazy. All of I didn't know what the fuck they were doing, though. They yeah. had all kinds of weird shit. It's like Ronin flicks. It's like, what the fuck is their like, yeah. brand? Imprint doing horror. Yeah. Which is like... You, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> Indicator in general. Yeah, Indicator like, they, like uh Gene Rowland. Yeah, uh, the the you know like some of the classic Mexico horror. Ron Orman. Ron Orman. It's like, <laughs> or some of the other worst directors of all time. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. There's a few that pop out. Yes, definitely. Um... Yeah, the, <laughs> so some labels like they they'll release something and you're like, what the fuck? Mm, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, thank you, yeah. Shrimp Doll. Shrimp Doll. Born in a little world with a little shrimp doll. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about uh, Vinegar doing uh, fucking uh, Texas Chainsaw Two. Yeah, which is that, an insane drop. That is an insane drop. Last but certainly not least is Gumby Couch. <laughs> <laughs> Gumby Couch. That's a great username. How goes it, butter boys? Hope you're all feeling better as of late. Speaking of sickness, I recently had what felt like a fever dream of Stone Cold Steve Austin smashing tubs of butter together while screaming, Oh, hell yeah, Butter Gang Nation. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta stop drinking. (laughs) Anyhow, my question. (laughs) You fucking hallucinating while you drink? What's happening? (laughs) Drinking absence. They're over just chugging absence be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Drinking symbiotes. What's happening here? <laughs> anyway, my question uh, is, what movie antagonist can be looked at as not a true villain slash bad guy? And same with protagonist. They actually is a villain by the end. Mine are Jason Voorhees. As for the bad, fucking Jen- Jenny from Forrest Gump. <laughs> did my boy dirty. <laughs> She did. She did this boy dirty. Love you guys. Take care. Butter gang. Butter gang. <laughs> a villain that's not a villain and a good guy that turns out to be a villain. Um, I mean, Kakihara is an interesting one, isn't he? 
Oh, he's pretty bad, though. He's pretty bad, but but yeah, but like if you do, like, that's not a bad shout out because it's like he's doing all this because his boss is he thinks his boss has been kidnapped. Yeah, and he loves his boss. Yeah, in more ways than one. Yes, you know his boss. He loves his, when his boss beats the shit out of him. Loves when he beats his balls up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking speed bagging his nuts. <laughs> Doesn't the Korean guy that's in the TV say something like that? He's I like, think, he's like, you like it when he like beat your dick up or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like he's like, you like when he put your dick in the dirt or some shit. So he's like, so in, in that instance, he is kind of like, you know, he's doing it for love. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Um. You you, you have a, you have a shit on that one. On the bad guy? Yeah. Oh, uh, you gotta give me a, you gotta give me a, a justifiable bad guy. Justifi- justifiable homicide. <laughs> I mean, Jason's not a bad shout. No. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't want to be the what he is. No. He was forced into that. True. 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 Um, he was forced into being the fucking. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Angela from yeah. Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shout. <laughs> you know, she. Oh no! No, please don't. Claire. Don't take a shit, Claire. Oh no! 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 Don't do it! Don't do it! Um, you know, she she gets the, the, the people she's killing are assholes. Yes, one's even a pedophile. Yeah, so she they deserve it. Absolutely. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, for I guess she's technically the protagonist. I mean, she's the protagonist, but I don't know if you would call her a good guy or not. But yeah, uh, Zoe Lund in Miss Forty Five. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it starts very justifiable. Yes. Because you know the two rapes in one day is horrible. Yeah. But then she just starts killing dudes. Yeah, she's that start kind of scummy, and by the end of it, it's just dudes. Yeah, she <laughs> starts killing dudes. Yeah. Which oh. you know. Sorry. What's happening? Oh, no, God. I think she's shitting. Oh, God. You're going to clean that up. We're at evacuate the scene. Yeah, you're going to have to clean that up before we review the Dead or Alive trilogy. God. Yeah, so that's my picks. What about you? Uh, I, I mean, Kakihara. Kakihara is an interesting one for sure. And honestly, Ange- Angela, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We got, we got her to get out of here. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Gumby Couch. And oh, hell yeah, Butter Gang Nation. Butter Gang Nation. What? What? Throw him up, son. Throw him up, son. Oh, hell yeah. I said I got some butter. What? I got some butter. What? <laughs> some country crock. What? Some country crock. What? Some imperial. What? <laughs> some I native can't... lake. What? <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, we're terrible. I'm opening a can of Betty Crocker all over your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Still gonna do something else. <laughs> I'm gonna cook you a cake, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn your ass into a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Baking? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baker. I'm gonna saute your vegetables. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stone Cold is now a chef. I'm going to be cooking your ass. (laughs) I'm going to open a box of brownies. (laughs) I'm going to open a box of brownies. Okay. All right. Enough of that. Thank you all for the questions. That was a fun fun, uh, listener portion. Yes. Um, Very long one. Very long one. 
But if you would like to join these lovely, lovely, lovely people, all you got to do is go to sickoncinema at gmail.com and drop us a line. Or the week of the episode, we're by Wiggly Podcast. We'll post a lovely red picture that says we are taking questions. You can ask in the comment section below. Yes. Oh, hand boning. Hand boning. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Yep. And when we come back, oh, excuse me. We're going to be talking the Dead or Alive trilogy by Takashi Miike. Yes. 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 We'll be right back here on Sick on Cinema. Yes. Don't be hasty. What do you want? Well, please go in there if you want to. If that's what you need to ease your mind. What strange foreboding secret is within this room? something. The man died. His picture's in the paper. What lures the innocent into the death room? in here. living in today's jungle, kills for his freedom. Discover his unique way of disposing of the bodies. A river of blood is created by the cannibal man. Marcos! Does this man discover the dark secrets of the cannibal man? The cannibal man soon comes to this theater. And we're back here on Sick on Cinema. Yeah. After Claire made us vacate for there for a minute. Oh, God. Took a big, fat, nasty shit. Took a big, fat, nasty shit. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, we're back. And uh, yeah, thank you back. all. 
yeah. for uh, listening as we looked at our uh, analyticals for the last seven days, and it's pretty fucking big. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know what y'all listening to, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, it could be a, uh, the mild symptoms, too. Something we never do, though. If, uh, if you want to support the podcast, mm. give us a rating on iTunes, rate us on Spotify, all that jazz. Can you rate on Spotify? Thank you. Okay. Write reviews that these butter boys are dumb. Five stars. <laughs> or... Or don't. You don't have to. You can, you can give us a fair rating, too. Or you don't have to rate at all. Yeah. You know, just whatever you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Every other podcast says it, so I was like, why not? We probably should every once in a while. Yeah. Buy our yeah. merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christmas is coming up, and I'd like some money. Friday <laughs> <laughs> sales, dude. Yeah, I'm sure they're on sale right now. <laughs> Links in the bio. Buy the big things for Marshall, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Black Friday's coming. <laughs> Gotta buy some vinegar syndrome. <laughs> You know who else wants a vineyard syndrome? <laughs> Anyways, let's do this. Yeah, we're here to talk. <laughs> Tagaje Mike, round two at Tagaje Mike. We're doing another go. Another, another go after the last disaster. Disaster of an episode, which this one already seems better. So yeah, it can't you know it can't be worse. It cannot be worse. So yeah, the Dead or Alive trilogy. <laughs> yes, a trilogy based around a similar concept, but completely different stories every time yeah basically a trilogy based around two actors yes if we're being honest oh ever hang on oh god what happened i had a burp <laughs> oh okay uh those two actors being ricky takeuchi mm-hmm. who i've heard described as uh the japanese steven seagal it's a bit unfair i think it's very unfair he's yeah. much better than steven seagal i actually don't like steven seagal at all steven seagal is a fucking traitor like he's a <laughs> He's a fun meme. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't like it. Like, Under Siege and shit like that. Not a fan of those movies at all. I uh, know. But, you know. And uh, Sho Akawa. Those are the two actors. They're the leads in all three of these films. Yes. I've had a weird relationship with these series because it was one of the first, like, Mikkei films I kind of avoided for a while. Simply because I thought it was based on the video game series. Yeah, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. And my knowledge, I've never actually played any of the Dead or Alive games. I'm sure they're good fighting games. I don't know. I mean, they seem to have a fan base, right? Yeah. But the thing I knew the most about Dead or Alive was Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not really interested in that. Yeah. But then I watched Dead or Alive, and honestly, I don't know what was wrong with me. The first time, I didn't care for it. The first one? Yeah. Really? Okay. And upon second viewing, well, that changed quite a bit. We'll get into that. But yeah, that's my history with Dead or Alive. This is my first time watching any of them. Yeah, which is cool. Which this was my first one. I'm watching three all the way through. Yeah, I'd seen parts of three, but never finished it. So because three was originally kind of uh, like the original DVD was kind of messed up, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which speaking of Pivot Talk's question about buying used, the one danger of buying used yeah. is sometimes you do get fucked on the disc. <laughs> uh, that and the that one and uh, Deader, uh, Dead Next Door were the two worst experiences I ever had buying used. Yeah. Where my Dead Next Door disc was just fucked. It looked like someone just like took fucking razor blades like down the side of uh, it. <laughs> uh, the worst one I had was... Uh, oh, what was it? Th- there was one that didn't play at all. Mm. I don't remember what... Oh, it was uh, fucking um, one of the Paradise Lost movies. But We almost had to postpone the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we could not get the discs in in time. And we did not want to pay HBO. <laughs> yeah, fuck HBO. Anyways, Dead or Alive. So let's start with Dead or Alive 1 from 1999. Yes. The year of... My birth. Hell yeah. 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 So <laughs> that song fucking rules. Yeah, that fucking wild ass intro yeah. in this movie, man. Um, 
essentially what we got here is we have Ryu. Yes. Played by Ricky Takeuchi, mm-hmm. who is from China. Yeah. And he runs a gang of, uh, a low-end gang yeah. of uh, people who are also Chinese. There's a lot in all three of these movies, but specifically this one. Yeah. About the relationship between China and Japan. They get real into that in this one. Yeah. Um, and they're looking to try to move up in the criminal world. Yeah. He's doing it because he wants to better not just his life, but the life of his brother, because his parents were never able to provide that for them, again, because of being Chinese in yeah. Japan. Basically, his father slaved away in a kitchen, and that was basically the extent of his career. Yeah, so, and we get a scene later on in the movie where, like, even, like, the graveyard yeah. of, like, uh, his Chinese brother. people is, like, fucked. Yeah. And there's a line in the movie, too, where he's like, unlike you, this country never did anything for me. Yeah. So there's a lot in this movie about the relationship between, like, and, like, China, like, like Chinese people living in Japan and the, yes. the treatment of those people, you know, which is a theme in a lot of Takashi Miike movies. Yes. Um, but, again, a lot of that's historical too oh for sure yeah. absolutely that's not like a speculation kind of thing <laughs> no that that's like that's literally based on like real history yeah anyways <laughs> yeah. while review is uh kind of making waves in the criminal underground yeah. it gets the ire of a cop named jima yeah played by Shoikawa, who is a family man though maybe a little cold his his marriage is definitely rocky it's on the rocks yeah and his daughter has the mystery element yeah, where she needs surgery or she's gonna die, which is classic trope. <laughs> yeah, classic trope in uh, what is the illness? How's the surgery gonna help? <laughs> it's gonna do something. It's gonna do something. It's gonna save her. It's gonna. It's and he's gonna... got to figure out a way to raise. It's like what, like twenty million yen or something, something like, like that. that yeah. To do for her to be able to have the surgery, and ultimately their paths are gonna cross with this like middleman, which is this kind of like higher up yakuza boss who's an absolute monster and essentially ends in a chaotic fucking battle between all three of these. Yeah. And that's the plot of Dead or Alive. Yes. Um, the, the beginning of this movie is fucking insane. Yeah. And the ending of this movie is absolutely insane. And I think that's one of the things that kind of hinders this film for some people. Like, I'm going to go ahead and spoil. I fucking adore this movie. It's a great movie. It's yeah. one of my favorite Takashi and Miike movies. Um, but I do understand, like, the, there is a criticism that, like, it starts just fucking balls to the wall. Yeah. Like, you got a guy snorting cocaine off a fucking Hot Wheels track. Yeah. You got a guy getting shot and ramen's flying out of him. You got a yeah. guy getting stabbed while he's fucking a dude in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, and you got that fucking bomb-ass song going. You got, like, <laughs> like strippers and shit everywhere. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. You know, it's fucking, it's awesome. Yeah. It's one of the best intros in the history of cinema. It's amazing. And And then it slows down into more of a crime drama throughout the majority of the film. The thing about it is, for me, and why that doesn't hurt my feelings on the film, is I really like these characters, and I really like this world it builds. Yeah. I'm in. I'm enthralled the entire time. I'm interested, and I you. I feel like you genuinely care about Ryu and his gang. Yeah. Um, in particular, there's an instance where like they pull off this heist of this um, bank truck, mm. and they steal like these big ass fucking uh, briefcases of money, which is, it is kind of like the catalyst of what happens later. In yes, a sense, that's because... that's the one that really gets Jijima kind of going after him. Yeah, and also not, not even just that, but this, this is the catalyst for. A lot of the bad shit that happens to the gang. Too. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. And, like, there's a part where, like, Hatoshi, which is one of the gang members, uh, runs off with one of the briefcases to give to his mom to be yeah. able to go back to China. Hmm. 
again part of that like yeah living as a citizen in japan from another country kind of thing yes which again that's definitely a big thing like ah god like it, it is a like a lot of it's like political issue in Japan that I'm not the most schooled on. Yeah, I mean like, but like again, like you can even hear like you know, Guy and Dave from you know show me something wrong talk about like, you know li- you know people living in Japan who are not from Japan and like some of the struggles people go through mm, for sure, and it's it can be rough. Yeah, and we're not sitting here saying Japan's like this like racist, crazy country or anything like that. No. But like there's definitely some discrimination. It's just what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's part of life. There's discrimination just about everywhere you go. There is, you know, but like it's pretty well known that like Japan's a pretty reserved country. Yeah. That kind of sticks to itself, kind of thing. Yeah. But anyways. Well, it's, it's like even with like when it comes to like certain things like, you know, homosexuality, it's like it's like, oh yeah, gay marriage should be legal here. Yeah. But it's never gonna happen. I'm not gonna say anything about it because that would require me to put myself out there and that's yeah just not against the status quo exactly which is it's very interesting yeah and there's, there's a long history between china and japan as far as like history and war and all kinds of craziness that has nothing to do with dead or alive so back to dead or alive oh God. anyways yeah, Hitoshi the, still well, we've money. actually talked about that we have yeah, yeah yeah if you want to listen to that go listen to us talk about men by the sun or blacks on the Nanking massacre which is funny because we have been talking about potentially revisiting some stuff oh yeah i think we're gonna do the men by the sun series yeah yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but anyways anyways yeah hatoshi steals the money take to his mother to go back to china and uh you know in gang love that's that's a no-no that's yeah. your no matter if you're my friend or not you just double crossed me now yep. i can't trust you and there's yep. this great like quaint moment where like it's not ryu's not the one that goes gets him it's the guy i can't remember his name he double wheels the pistols oh yeah which yeah. is another cool thing about the movie where everybody kind of has their own little like thing yeah the, uh, everyone has a little like, like the court. one guy's the stutter who yeah. uses the knives, and then he's double wheels pistols, yeah. you know, and then Ryu's got the shotgun. Mm. So, but anyways, and I know she's like got like a limp, but he's like the smart one. Yeah, not smart enough. <laughs> oh, but like the guy who double wheels pistols finds him, and, he, and, the, and he's like he sees him, and he's just like, why, why'd you do it? Yeah, because he knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, he's like, you fucked up. Yeah, and it's moments like that that I think make this movie fucking great. Yes, well, like it's like even though. Like what he's doing is not inherently bad, like with the money anyway. Yeah. Like the, the way they got it was not the most pleasant, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But it is like what you what you've done is you've just opened a can of worms on yourself. Yeah. And it's like you can't, regardless of what you're trying to do, good or bad, you cannot go against the gang itself. Yeah. And, it, and that leads to a lot of struggle. Like, what happens with that leads to a lot of struggles between Ryu and his brother, whose brother starts to realize that, like, oh, the reason I've been able to go to school in America yeah. is because Ryu's criminal ways. Yes. His, him, um, his world, his world, his, fuck. <laughs> Barbecue, bacon, burger. Fuck. His, uh, Work in the gang, like mm-hmm. under un- underground, if you will. Yeah, and eventually, like Ryu, like it's basically like with Ryu's stories about how far he's willing to sell out his morality. Yeah, to better his and brother, his brother, his family, and his friends' situation. Yeah. But like you know, there's parts where Jima and his like partner are like questioning people who live in the same area as him, and Ryu is seen as like a hero, almost like a Robin yeah. Hood kind of guy. Right. Um. So it's like it's just, it's just interesting morality tales here. Mm-hmm. Now we'll say towards the end. 
the morality falls off the fucking rails a little bit. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil anything, but Ryu definitely does something in particular that is like, all right, he's kind of not forgivable now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but he's, it's also, it's like, you can kind of see and understand his anger, mm. but what he does is completely in the wrong. Yes. It is a morality tale at the end of the day where it's a battle of good and evil, but amongst these characters within themselves. It's essentially like you got two characters who deeply hate each other for things they've done to each other yeah without ever re- interacting yeah like barely minimal interaction between Ryu and Jijima yeah I think like before the final like the climax of the movie they don't really interact with each other besides like like passing like two scenes yeah like there's an interrogation scene which is great yeah where that's where the brilliant line is like the difference between me and you is this country's never done anything for me yeah which is a great line. Great fucking line, And yeah. it really helps you understand Ryu's mindset. Yeah. Like I said, I do think the one misstep with, like, the, the crime drama part of the film yeah. is that the action that Ryu takes as revenge on Jijima is a bit extreme. It's a little too extreme because, <laughs> yeah. like, the what, what makes him want to, because I'm trying not to spoil anything, to get revenge on Jijima wasn't even because... Of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's his partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that also makes him want revenge. It's complicated. Like, it yeah. becomes this, like, tangled web of, like, hatred for two people who are just, like, it's all just happenstance. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, complicated hatred towards one another for two people who are almost exactly the same. Yeah, they both are trying to do things to better their lives and their families. M- more more of their families yeah. than anything. Because, like, you have, a, you know... Uh, Takaguchi's character, right? Is that Takaguchi? Which, which one? The cop. Uh, Showakawa. Showakawa. Fuck. You're thinking tomorrow Taguchi. Yeah. Who is in this movie? But he just you wouldn't even know it's him. He wears an afro. Yeah. He's the star of Tetsuo, the Iron Man, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> they made him the guy from Noah. Yeah. He's the guy from <laughs> Noah in this one, and in the second one, he's like just some dude on a bench. that's like, look at that star. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like. Like, he, like, as a cop, he's like, I'm trying to, I'm doing this because I need to better myself and my family and keep the streets yeah. clean. But at the same time, I know I have to involve myself with some shady figures to yeah. do so. Yeah. Then you have, um, help me. Ricky Takeuchi? Yeah, there it is. His character is essentially like, I'm trying to better my family mm. and... You know, they're very similar characters, but they both fucking hate one another because they're in each other's way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's the easiest way of going about it and saying it. But yeah, I think I I really love the middle of this movie. Like I said, I know a lot of people like, oh, it drags, it gets slow. I can understand where where people are coming from because the beginning is so crazy. And honestly, like, the end kind of hurts it for me. I was going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. Like, without spoiling anything, it's pretty well known that the end of this movie is fucking insane. Much like when you go in to watch Sleepaway Camp the first time. Yeah. You may not know what the ending is, but you know that it has, like, an infamous ending. Yes. Same thing here. But honestly, it gets so over the top, and I get what they're getting at. I get the meaning of why it is what it is. But it's so over the top that I think it kind of undermines some of the real human elements of the middle part. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think it the, the ending is just a little... It's a little much. It's too much. Yeah. Not as much as the ending of one of them. Fuck. But it is a lot. We'll get to it. But it's like, I understand. It's like, oh, it's an anger so great that it destroys the world kind of thing. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It, it's essentially, it's an 
it's a power struggle. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a little power struggle that builds up into a hatred so strong it destroys the country of Japan, essentially. But, like, it takes such a tonal shift. Yes. Because something happens, like, there's a, without spoiling anything, but there's a moment where Shoakawa's, like, sitting on the steps, mm. and, like, he's letting this dirt fall through his fingers. Yeah. You can probably guess what that is. Yeah. But, I, again, I don't. we don't like small things because we want you to go watch the movie. Yeah. And it's such a real, like, powerful, touching moment mm. where, like, and, like, the sand is red. Yeah. And he's just, like, it's, like, the first time he's really showed emotion. Like, he's very strong and very, like, stoic. Yeah. But it's the first time he really shows emotion in the movie. Right. Where he starts to cry. Mm. And it's such a poignant, powerful moment. And then as soon as you go to re- uh, uh, fucking mm-hmm. Ryu and his gang in that car... It, it just feels completely different. Like, it seems yeah. so over the top. And then the car wreck happens, and the car shoots, like, 20 feet up in the air, and you're like, what the f- what's happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, this feels like a different movie. But, like, th- if it was just that, I would have been okay. Mm-hmm. It's just what happens afterwards that's <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's a lot. But, um... Yeah, um, ultimately, I really love this movie. Yes, and I think I would probably grow on me with another viewing of it, especially knowing what's going to happen and you know just accepting that. But at the same time, it is yeah, like it's it's hard not to talk about the ending of this movie. Yeah, but I don't want to spoil it because it is one of those things like you need to experience that. Yeah, it's it's the fun of the movie. It, 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 you know, though I don't love the ending of it. Yeah. Um, I know people who are like, like, oh, it's bookended by two great scenes and everything else is kind of dull. Which I, I don't get that at all. Yeah. I think I, the beginning is amazing. Yeah. And the middle is great. And the ending is wild. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's not that I hate the ending. I just don't think it was appropriate for this movie. No. Amiga <laughs> I, I th- <laughs> is bad for that sometimes. Like, If I have any criticism of him, because he's my favorite director, yeah. he will like shoehorn these moments yeah. where you're like, that was just like... That, that's so extra. Yeah. Because yeah. like even there's even things in this movie too, like the dog stuff. But that works because it's like, you know, like to get where he wants to be, he's got to kind of like, like you said, associate himself with some pretty shady fuckers. Yes. You know, he's trying to... People like, who are doing dog and pony show fucking videos. Yeah. Like he's, he's trying to be straightforward, good cop. Yeah. But it's difficult. Yeah. And then there's also like the stuff with, you know, the Yakuza gang itself that's mm-hmm. fucking heinous. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. We didn't even get into like the shit bath stuff. And Oh, my God. That's what you did for this week <laughs> for true. the yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. This movie, when it gets fucked up, it's dark. Yes. It's it's like where this, like the second one, which we'll get to, it's fucked up stuff is more in its human nature. Mm-hmm. Where this one, like, I guess it still is within human nature, but at the same time, it is like. It's heinous. Yeah. It's a lot, man. It's like this guy's a villain. Yes, he's absolutely a, a fucking monster. And you, like, you want to see that guy get his comeuppance? And he, he kind of he does. He does, but it's not the most satisfying. No. Um, especially when he literally drowns a guy's girlfriend in a shit bath. It's it's vile. It's horrible. It's such a fucked up scene. It's so fucking gross. And like. It's in like, many ways, but and it's like this, like, and again, like both characters kind of have that moment where like they finally like show emotion because they're both very yeah. similar. And they're very stoic, you know, very reserved. Like, um, the, like the one, like, like one's very traditional cop, one's very traditional gangster, but they very. They're very emotional people. Yeah, but they, they don't show that. Yeah, they keep they it balled it. up until like certain moments for both of them that are yeah. very similar. Yeah, um, but like that scene in particular, like where she is like OD'd on heroin and bathed in literal shit, fucking grim. They just burn her corpse on the building because they can't even can't bury her. Uh, 
Fuck. It's a very poignant moment, you know. Great yeah. movie. I fucking love it. There's a shootout also. Like, it's not just that one big set action piece and there's no other action. There's the, a shootout at the end that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's straight up there with, like, some of the best John Woo stuff you've ever seen. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And even, like, we'll, like, we'll get to it. Like, the second one has a lot of John Woo elements. A lot of John Woo elements, I agree. Well, it's fucking called Birds. True. <laughs> True, which, which is John Woo yeah. loves him some birds, especially Dude. doves. Yeah, d- d- doves be everywhere in yeah. movies, and I fucking I do love it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But yeah, Dead or Alive, I fucking love it. I think it's a great yeah. movie. Absolutely, fucking literally. We need to do John Woo in the park. Oh yeah, we'll do John Woo. We need we probably uh, uh, the killer bullet bullet in the head. Hard Yeah, probably. Yeah, we gotta do hard pulled. Yeah, hard pulled's fucking amazing. Yeah, I love that movie so much. Plus, it's got her your boy, <laughs> Anthony Wong, Anthony Wong, being one of the biggest bastards in the history of his career, and that's saying something. Yeah, not the biggest bastard. No, <laughs> we've talked about his biggest bastard arc. Ebola. Ebola. <laughs> anyway, Ebola. Ebola. I fucking love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> one year later. One year later, in two thousand. Yes, this one is Dead or Alive Two. Birds. This movie made me fucking cry. <laughs> which just has one of the most inappropriate title sequences of all time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like for what this film is, which is very much just a real straightforward crime drama. Yeah. Like drama heavy first. Yeah. Crime second. Yes. You get this like in outer space, like this meteorite going. It's like <laughs> yeah. dead or alive too. Yeah. Birds. Like, and you're like, excuse me. <laughs> I remember you telling me it was like this movie might make you cry. Yeah. Right. And I saw that opening. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, Especially since it starts with your boy, yeah. Shinya Tsukimoto. Yes. Uh, as a magician. <laughs> yes. Who's hiring uh, <laughs> Shoei Kawa's character, which I think is Mizuki this time. Yeah. Uh, who is a hitman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fucking great because he's, like, giving this explanation of, like, why he's doing what he's doing. Well, essentially what he's trying to do is, like, there is... The Yakuza, representing, of course, you know, Japan's crime scene. There's multiple Yakuza gangs. Yes, yes. And the triads mm-hmm. from China. Essentially, he's wanting him to interject in and cause a gang war between the both. Between the specific Yakuza gang yes. and the triads. Yes, yeah, so they... Uh, Kill each other. Yeah, they take each other out. Yeah. Essentially, that, that, that's it boiled down pretty much. His explanation's a little more... Manic. Manic, extravagant with packs of cigarettes. When and, it ends, he's like, oh, that's like, ah! Oh, like, like yeah. unraveling the cigarettes. Like, ah! Oh, like, grabs, like, a pop gun and, like, fucking, like, like yeah. pops it at it. It's like, what the I love Sukimoto as a... Yeah, as an actor, actually. Yeah, he's. I really think he's good, fucking yeah. awesome. He's an amazing director, of course. Oh my god! But I think he's actually pretty underrated as an actor. Yeah, like every time he shows up in anything, I'm like, hell yeah, there he is. Well, he's in. Uh, what was it? A Bullet Ballet. He's in all of his movies. He's in all. Yeah. Yeah, he's in. Um, he's in Tetsu the Iron Man. Yeah. He's the metal fetishist. Yeah. He's in the second one. He's the main villain. Yeah. He's in uh fucking Tokyo Fist. He's in Bullet Ballet. Tokyo Fist, like it's that's a movie. Oh my god. Oh. He's in Each of the Killer, you know. Yes. Him and Mika actually work another spam call? Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what they're trying to get you to kill yourself. It's like every hour, I swear to God. I've not had any spam calls recently. I don't know what the fuck that is. Who's giving my information away? Tiger syndrome. Tiger <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Dead or alive too. Yes. <laughs> the sound of summer. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm just like, if you Where's listen to that, if you listen to that guy, I'm so sorry. Oh, sound of summer. Oh fuck. That Anyways, was, that was funny though. Dead or alive too. 
Dead or alive too. Yeah, Bird. so he's hiring Chokawa's character Mizuki to kill this dude. Yeah, to start this gang warfare between these two gangs. However, um, he meets up with a form a childhood friend. Well, he doesn't even meet up with him at first. Well, he's up on the roof and he's setting up to shoot this guy. Yeah, and all of a sudden, some dude just fucking <laughs> blows him away. Yeah, and he's like. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? who who did that? Yeah, and he starts to put the pieces together and realizing that wait a minute, this is the guy I was in fucking the orphanage with. Like this yeah. is my like childhood best friend. Yeah, and somehow they both got hired to kill the same guy, which leads to some fucking amazing moments with a with a Sukimoto again. Yeah. Where, uh, <laughs> He calls him up. He's like, "You didn't kill him. Give my fucking money back." Yeah, and he's like, "He's like, I don't care if you keep the money. Just the Yakuza scary." Yeah. <laughs> and like, like <laughs> he goes and visits him at one point, and he's like, Sugimoto's like talking to him. Why? <laughs> he's like pulling these fucking he's flags doing this magic trick. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and then he like exposes it with like. <laughs> The best part of that is he's like pulling him out and he's like, you're not even looking. You're not even looking at what I'm doing. <laughs> like he walks off. It's so good. He's so good. And it's like a tube on his back. <laughs> Pull the flags out. So it's funny. so fucking great, dude. His fate is fucked up. Oh my God. They kill the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot him like 30 times and then cut him up with a sword. It's fucking Fuck. brutal. But anyways, so yeah, it turns out they're, it's lifelong friends. Yeah. And he's like... He figured he kind of like assumes that like he's gonna go because they haven't even like remet yet that they're gonna go he's gonna go back to their childhood island right so he also takes a boat to the island and sure enough there he is which Shu doesn't even realize what doesn't even know why he's there he just it just felt like the right place to go yeah and once there they kind of start rekindling their friendship and going through like memory lane and like kind of like realizing why they are who they are mm. and that's the biggest majority of the film which eventually they decide uh, to go back to mainland Japan and uh, go back to being hitman but this time to use the money to raise money for children which is very honorable yeah and uh, essentially that's without spoiling every little detail of the film that's kind of the movie their friendship it's amazing. So good. It's amazing. Like again, Riki Takeuchi, I've heard many times uh, described as the Japanese Steven Seagal. Bullshit. And I get it in the fact that he does kind of look like Steven Seagal. I get that, but come on. And most of the times he does play just a mm, stoic badass. Well, I mean, it's easy to get topcasted as that, right? Yeah. When when you kind of look like a certain person. Yeah. And you can act like that person pretty well. Yeah, like, you know, most people probably know Ricky Takeuchi from, like, Deadly Outlaw Rekka. Yeah. Um, or Deadly Outlaw Ricky. I used to call it Rekka. It's Ricky. Oh, is it Ricky? Deadly Outlaw Ricky. It's Ricky Takeuchi. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Deadly Outlaw Ricky. Um, where he uh, plays just that. like the, hmm, yeah. So that doesn't bother me, though. I'm a sunglasses on. I'm a badass. Yeah. But in this film, he really gets to show his chops. Oh, my God. And he knocks it. I mean, Shokawa always knocks it yeah. out of the park. That dude is great in any and every movie he's ever been in. I just want to say, like, their friendship is, like, one that's, like, of course, like, what they're doing is, like, pretty crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the most, like, relatable friendships ever. It's it's one of the best like friendships ever submitted to film. Yes, absolutely, man. Like it's just beautiful. Like it's yeah. like a wonderful friendship between two guys who have you know kind of storied past and genuinely care for one another. Yeah, and and have kind of found like solitude in within each other. Yeah, you know, and you know they meet up with their uh, friend. Mm-hmm. Was it Ka Kao? Yeah, I got it right here. 
Koei. Koei. Played by Kenichi Endo, which if anybody knows Visitor Q, you know who yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the dad in Visitor Q. <laughs> he is also yeah, yeah. a fucking great actor and is great in this movie. <laughs> There's a wonderful moment where they like meet up for the first time hmm. and they go back to their uh, childhood playground. Yeah. And that's such a great fucking scene. Yes. But like, the thing about this movie is like, it's interesting because if you go to Letterboxd and you go to genres, the first one is comedy. Uh... And this movie does have very comedic elements in well, it. We talked about that. Oh, yeah. It, it is a funny movie at times. But I would say this movie is drama first. Yes. Like, there is some real heavy moments in this movie. Yeah. Uh, like, even, like, back when they get to the fucking island, like, there's a part where they go to, like, you know, uh, Mizuki Shoikawa's character starts to, like, reminisce about how he ended up where he is. And yeah. It's, like, the guy who adopted him, his stepfather, killing himself and that yeah. fucking memory and how fucked up that was and that caused him to kind of run away. Yeah. And then you get the part where they go to meet up with their old, uh, the guy who used to run the orphanage, and he was burnt badly in a fire. <sighs> and that's a fucking heavy, heavy scene. Yeah. And I ain't going to lie to you. When I saw that scene, I was like, man, just let him go. Yeah. It's it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. And there's a beautiful moment, like a really like quaint, beautiful moment where uh, they're watching old film mm-hmm. of the, the orphanage and it's like oh there's me and then and yeah. uh, Riki Takeuchi's character gets up and walks away and uh, Chie I think is her name yeah. is the girl who's running the film and she's like is he okay and Shokai was like oh he's fine he's just crying this is what he does hmm. and it's like such a quaint little moment it's just so beautiful and adds so much element to like his character yeah and like to see like Riki Takeuchi which I was getting at um hmm. you know kind of like mostly play unemotional badasses really like expand his horizon in this film is oh really awesome. Like, he is fucking wonderful in this movie. Yes. Um again, like I I cannot understate like how fucking sad this ending is. Oh yeah. I mean if you're jumping straight to the ending. Oh. I mean you could probably guess what happens at the ending. Yeah. I mean it probably it all kind of leads like, you know, they're in this this world it only leads one way yeah and they know that too yeah they, they know they're on borrowed time yeah and uh yeah the way the ending plays out of which is again is very metaphorical just like in dead or alive one but yeah. i think done in a much better way yes and man i i don't know if it's because like i like again i forgot to take my medicine yesterday <laughs> Which I don't help anything. No, but in I've I, again watching it, I fucking bawled. Yeah, I didn't cry, but I I've also seen it. Yeah, you've seen it before. I don't know if you cried at it before. I don't know if I cried at it or not, but I know I know I remember when it was over. Been like that was fucking incredible. Yeah, it's just like it's also a beautiful ending. Yeah, it's also whew, it like it's a it's a ending. It's heavy. You can easily put you and one of your own friends into mm-hmm. where it's like. Man, let's see. You deeply care about this person. Like this is the kind of movie you put on with the homies, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, "I love you, man." Yeah, you know. Well, there's like just great little moments in the movie too, where it's like, you know, you can see how much friends they are, where they have like, and it, like again, it's so relatable to like you and your friends. Yeah. Where it's like they have like the little thing, you're like, "All right, here's how you eat the fried tofu broth. Yeah, yeah. You drink the broth, the broth first, and then you eat the tofu. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. that little way they do it. You know, it's like just uh, little things like it's that. So charming. It is, but. At the same time, they're doing horrible shit. Though. This movie juxtaposes, uh, juxtaposes, yes, these beautiful moments with them kind of like reminiscing their yeah. childhoods and getting and you know growing their friendship together and reconnecting with this place that made them who they are. 
to what they started yes in japan and how fucked up and violent it is yes and it is ridiculously violent yes the shoots out this movie are not played as like oh that's really cool it's played to be like whoa well it's like if for example we were talking about john woo earlier mm-hmm. right whereas like the hard hard boiled is very much the action-packed movie yeah where it's like, yeah kill him whereas the killer you feel those gunshots yeah it's like oh fuck well, like there's moments where, like there'll be people like writhing on the ground crying after they've been shot and shit yeah. like that and they make sure to really emphasize that well there's the scene where they're doing this play for a bunch of kids yeah and it keeps cutting back and forth yeah and holy fuck it's amazing yes like the juxtaposition of that is so fucking good mm-hmm. that it is like legit one of my favorite scenes I've ever seen. It's great. <laughs> like, it, oh my god, it's like, so good. And it's one of those things. Where, like, I've always said that each of the killers is like my favorite Takashi Miike movie. Yeah, and it's because mainly because that's the one that, like, I loved Audition, but each of the killer was the one where I was like, this guy's a guy I want to look into. Yeah, the guy who made both of these movies, I got to see what he does. Yes, absolutely. But I could easily say that this might be Takashi Miike's best movie. Yeah, because I think it really shows what Takashi Miike is good at. And again, I, I know like letterbox ratings don't really actually matter. We've said that a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. I need to ret- retroactively boost this one up. I think I do too, honestly. But it, there's no reason. There's uh, the only part of the movie I don't like is like this little twenty minute stretch. Mm-hmm. Where things just get really fucking weird. Yes. And I don't know why. And I kind of lose the plot a little bit where I'm like, what, what's going on? Yeah. Who are these people? You know, yeah, yeah, what are yeah, we yeah. doing? Why does this guy have the biggest dick I've ever seen in my life? It is wild, yeah. And this chick, like, after he dies, like, is like cuddling in it and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that was needed in this movie. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Could have done with a little bit of a snip snip on that. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, I fucking adore this movie. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, like this is like Mike like at his strongest. Like the action set pieces are fucking great. Mm. The drama is amazing. The comedy is funny. It yeah. gets absurd at times. So it's like everything that Mike is good at in one movie. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like I, I, I like I would compare it to Ichi the Killer in the sense that it is him showcasing his best. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- I mean, like, this is up there, like, another movie uh, that's really fucking great that not a lot of people talk about with me is, like, Bird People of China. Yeah. Where it has a very similar thing, where it's a lot about friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I love this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, when we were redoing Dead or Alive, of course, I was looking forward to watching the first one, but I was yeah. like, Birds. Like, yeah. that's the fucking one, man. That movie is fucking incredible. Yes, it absolutely is fucking incredible. And, um, yeah, I highly, like, like when it comes to movies we've covered on this show, this is a high tier. Oh, yeah. This is up there. It's one of my favorites we've ever covered. Yeah, absolutely. It is so good. Um, as you said, I'm going to go ahead and just... Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> as we talk, I'm going to go ahead and just knock that up. Yeah, go ahead and talk with <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's Dead or Alive 2. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about Dead or Alive 2. Um, Other than it made you cry like a bitch. Yeah, I do. I I can't even lie. I <laughs> fucking bawled. <laughs> it's all right. I bawled while uh, prepping an episode two. So it, you could have been worse than when I cried at fucking when the wind blows. No, you called me during yeah. that weeping. Yeah, called me weeping, and I was like, "You okay?" You're like, "I no, just watched when the wind blows." I'm not okay. <laughs> 
Well, like I, and I was almost I teared up while reviewing it. You did. Yeah. That movie gets me in places I don't like. That movie's just so bleak. It's so sad. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I do, but I don't. But it's I never want to watch it again. No. I'm glad that I own it and I love that it exists, but I don't ever want to watch it again. It's a beautiful movie. It is a beautiful movie. But yeah, yeah. unlike Birds, though, it is very sad at the end. It, you know, it's one of those movies that's like, it's like heartfelt. Yeah. and great and. I could watch it again. Yeah, I could watch right it again now. right now, yeah. Beautiful fucking movie. So good. Um, speaking of Mike, but not at his best. <laughs> <laughs> I will movie say, y'all movie. before we get into this, yeah, the reputation of this movie is that, like... It's just absolute it's ass. It's not good, yeah. right? N- most people are like, it's not like the worst thing you've ever seen, but it's not good. Yeah. I actually disagree with that. I think the reputation is unfair. I do think this is actually a good movie. We'll debate that a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, but two years later, so he took a year off yeah. to make probably 16 other movies. Uh, yeah, 16 to 100 other movies. Who knows? Um, 2001, I think, is when Nietzsche the Killer came out. So. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he would bring the final in the trilogy, Dead or Alive. Final. What I will say about this movie up front, this does feel like Mike, like being like, right, this is the movie you want. You, you the, the, like the other two were not action enough for you. Okay, well I'll do that somewhat. Yeah, I don't even think that. I just feel like it's just Mike like rounding out the trilogy. I don't think he thought that much about it. Yeah. I yeah I do not love this movie. I don't um, love it, but I don't. I, don't, I, I think it's good. What I will say is I watched Birds and Final in the same day. Yeah, that's probably not the best. Not the best decision I've ever made. But again, it wasn't that it was even a decision I had to make. It's it's the decision that I was, my hand was kind of forced. Yeah. You know, we had to get this episode out. One of the weird things about this movie is like how simplistic and in a positive way the first two movies are. Like they're very, very easy to follow movies. This one's plot is fucking insane. So we're we're in a uh, go ahead. I don't know if it's post-apocalyptic, but I would say it's at least dystopian. Uh, you can't talk because you're drinking water. You really fucked me here. I need you to. Well, I, I need to bounce off you. You know what I'm saying? Like you could. <laughs> I needed hydration. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> would you say post-apocalyptic or dystopian? I'd say it's dystopian. I would say post-apocalyptic. Yeah, post-apocalyptic feels like it's you know usually a little. It's heading towards post-apocalyptic for sure. Though. Which yeah, the thing is like post-apocalyptic movies and dystopian movies are one and the same, but they're not exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, that's semantics. Um, yes. <laughs> Yokohama. Yeah, which is where this takes place, hmm. is being ran by a tyrannical megalomaniac, gay man. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't bring that up other than that it's actually very important to the plot. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not even in the fact that he is gay. It's not even that like that like that the reason why that has a factor into it is just because it's fucking complicated. Anyways, he is like ruling this town with an I don't, iron people, I don't want people to think it's just like Mike's homophobic art. No, it's, it's definitely not. not. Um, but you got to bring that up because it's like <laughs> it's a big part of his scare. He is controlling the population and the people of this um, city by <laughs> giving them a drug that suppresses their heterosexual urges, thus making them not have children. And the reason for that is so they don't reproduce. Yeah, they don't reproduce. And he says, you know, m- more people equal more wars. 
He's a piece of shit, though. Yes. He's not a good person. He's not, you know, he, he he's saying all this, but he just wants to be able to rule this city with an iron thumb. Yeah. Uh, he an has, iron cock. <laughs> that's actually kind of true, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Riki Takeuchi is back. Yes. He is the head of his police force. Yeah. Um, and he starts very staunch and rrr, but as the film goes along, he starts to see the corruption in this. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you get more spam calls over here? No, no. Okay. Um, you're wondering, like, whoa, where's Shokawa? Well, Shokawa shows up. He is a replicant. We're in Blade Runner, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legit says replicant. Replicant, yeah. He's an android uh, who was used in war. Um, he meets up with a ragtag group of refugees hmm. and uh, a rebel. Uh, you know, he becomes part of the like this rebellion. Yeah. Uh, who are trying to take out the mayor, led by this guy named Fong, who yeah. speaks English for some reason. Yeah. This movie has three different languages in it. Which is, I will say, ambitious. It works. It does. And it's not, like, over the top in that sense. It never feels awkward. No. Like, it is kind of confusing. It's like, how are they all understanding each other? Yeah, because it's Chinese, English, and Japanese. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know why they do. Uh, yeah, that they don't explain like, that at all. I would understand, you know, someone speaking Chinese, unless it's kind of like the world sings except Japan. Yeah, where it's like everyone's living in Japan now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So ultimately, like you know, you have these three, two technically because yeah. Riki uh, Takeuchi's character is a part of that, but he kind of yeah. goes on his own. You know, and they're all going to kind of like circle the fucking toilet bowl until they meet in the middle, and yeah. It's kind of grand like, finale. It's kind of like the first one with extra steps. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first thing that got to bring up, we'll talk about this movie, is that this was shot on digital. Yeah. And not just digital. It was shot in standard definition. Yeah. <laughs> Which I probably because, like, you know, in 2002, I don't imagine we had a lot of high definition cameras going around. No. Uh, and it shows. This movie is oh. not a good looking movie. Oh, my God. It, like, I'm going to go out and say it, and you might disagree fucking hideous no i'm not going to disagree with that i kind of like the look of the movie it's very nostalgic yeah i mean yeah but it's but it is it's but ugly oh my god like it is so yellow yeah. and green <laughs> i described it as like someone pissed on the real of blade <laughs> pissed on the negative of blade runner it, may, it had a gaggy <laughs> like overlord in it yeah yeah <laughs> oh hello you about fell <laughs> lord but um clumsy thing yeah it's it's an ugly fucking movie it is, and the action set pieces are choreographed very well. Yes. Uh, however, that's when it like really shines as like being really bad, like yeah. digital. Because like when they start moving, you get a lot the of frame rate. Yeah, yeah, you get a lot of digital noise and a lot of like motion blur. Yeah. That's just like just real ugly. <laughs> yes, ugly as fuck. Uh, also, which thankfully they don't use a ton of. They do in the beginning. Yeah. Of CG. And it, God, it looks bad. It is horrible. It's like the second one and like a little bit of the first one have CG, but it's more in their like title sequences than anything. Yeah, we didn't even break up in the first one. Has PlayStation One lady falling to her death at the very beginning. Oh, the first yeah. thing you see in the movie, which is like it looks like she's falling out of Final Fantasy Seven, which is a bit grim at yeah. first, but it's like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa, okay. Uh, but to also be fair, Ichi Killer has some of the worst CG I've ever seen. Yes. And the movie's amazing. Yeah, that CG in that movie is smoking something. It's bad. Yeah. Speaking of smoking, one of the worst CGI set pieces oh, in this movie is when Shoikawa one drags a cigarette and blows the smoke. Multiple times. And, and you don't notice how bad it is at first until you get the close-up of it. Oh. And he pulls, he does that one drag, and like it just it doesn't even like cover 
the whole cigarette. Yeah. You can clearly still see the cigarette behind it. <laughs> and then the CGI smoke is fucking atrocious. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Howdy, bitch. <laughs> yeah, one, one pull. pull. <laughs> one pull. Howdy, bitch. <laughs> still my favorite videos on the internet. I think where this movie falters more than anything is that, like, what makes the first two movies so good is the dynamic between Ricky Takeuchi and Shoikawa. Yeah. Which, you know, we said they don't interact a lot in the first one, but, like, there's a dynamic between them. Yeah. Um, where in this one, <laughs> I don't know, it feels like it feels like where the second one was a progression of them. Yeah. The third one feels like a regression. Yes, and that's the kind of the problem, right? Mm. Where it's like, <sighs> I don't know, it, it definitely feels like... It does feel like Mickey was like it kind of has to be a trilogy. We gotta get I guess I don't know. I don't know why he made this one. To be honest with you, you know, it's like it's not necessary. No, I mean, to be honest, the second one really wasn't necessary. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I love the second. But he could have just called it Birds. He could have. It didn't have to be Dead or Alive. Yeah, you know, like it. It is weird that this is a trilogy because, like, again, there's definitely loose trilogies before and after. Mm-hmm. But this one is a very loose trilogy. Like I said it's a trilogy based solely on the two actors, two actors and similar themes in crime. The fact, yeah, crime and Japanese and Chinese. Yeah, which this one doesn't focus on that at all. No. Nor does really the second one. No, but the second one at least has... It has that triad Yakuza thing. Yeah. But like, that's not like a main focus of the film, though. No. Like the first one. And like I said, like uh, Chinese, like... And, and like a lot of Mikke's movies is made in China. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> the Black Society trilogy. That's yeah. all about China, you know? So, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why this is a trilogy. Um, I, like I said, I don't dislike this movie. I'm not gonna sit here and like defend the hell out of it. Oh, we address the elephant in the room about this movie. Oh, the ending? Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, the ending's. F- <laughs> I don't even understand it. It is the most like it's still like it's a shocking ending. <laughs> oh my god. Like not not in the sense of like oh my god that's fucked that's up. fucked up yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more like why huh? did we go here? Why do we do that? Yeah. Mike, are you okay, Mike? <laughs> what, what what happened? Do here? you want to spoil it or? Uh, the thing is, like, do you know what we're doing next? I have no idea. I have no clue. We'll have to fucking make it. You'll find out when we do the teaser, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, later this week, we'll, we'll make a teaser. Here's the thing if you want to, you know, not have this movie spoiled, do the, the old fashioned, you know. See you next week. See you next week thing. <laughs> I hate to do it. But it's got to be addressed. Yeah, like the other two, I feel like we could tiptoe around them easier. Yes, this one not so much because the ending—it's the only thing that really like stands out. Like, there's some yeah. good moments, some good dramatic deaths and stuff like yeah. that that like are poignant and done very well. But the middle is pretty slow, pretty yeah. average. That's my thing. I think it's just like it's you know, it's a very average movie. I don't, I don't know. I, I give it like a three and a half. I mean, we don't normally like. Yeah, talk about ratings, but like opposed to like fours and five, fours and halves and fives, I gave it a three and a half. It's a pretty pretty big step down. The thing is, but I still thought it was pretty good. I still enjoyed my time with it. The ending almost had me at a two and a half on this movie. <laughs> All right, so let's just get into okay. it. Okay. All right, so Ricky and Show. Yeah, I don't know the names in this one. I don't know. They finally meet up with one another again, and it turns out that uh, uh, Ricky Takeuchi's character is also also a replicant. Yeah, which is the, a, which is actually a cool moment in the movie. It is, um, but they meet up and they start fighting. Yeah, why you think you're going to get this big grand finale? They even start showing clips from the first two movies. As yeah, if it's like related in some way at all. Like I don't. <laughs> 
it's not like there's a timeline. Like if it was no. like, oh, you know, the first one took place like back in the day. And then the third one, the second one's present, and this one's the future. Sure, but it feels like the first two could take place at the same time. Yeah, if anything, the second one might be older. I don't, <laughs> you know, like the thing, the timeline is not a thing. Like they never make an emphasis of that at all. It just felt like it was like this is the final one, guys. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like the, it kind of has a little bit of buildup because of that, because it's like, okay, what's gonna happen? Yeah, like I said, they start showing highlights. Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, this is gonna be going? something crazy at least. You know, we're about to get a big final showdown. What what happens is instead of fighting and trying to take out the the uh, the overlord of this city, yeah, which that's one of the big problems in the movies. That the whole subplot, no, it shouldn't be the subplot. It should be the plot. The the, the whole plot gets lost. Fast. Gets taken a backseat real quick, real fucking fast. Just so these two can start fighting each other, mm-hmm. grab a hold of one another, yeah. and fusion haws and start charging up. And they implode into one another, and I swear to God, they become as one a giant dick fucking mech. Yeah. Why? With their heads. On the nipples. Yeah, but they can go around. Like, Ricky ends up on the fist, and Shokaw ends up on the cock at one point. And they're like, we are the DOA 2001 model. <sighs> and you're like, okay, well, you know, they're going to go fucking take out the mayor. They don't even. Yeah, the mayor's like fucking his, like, twink saxophone player. Who's also a replicant. Yeah, who's also a replicant. And they both turn and go, oh, my God. When they, they don't even go, oh, my God. They go, ah! That's it. No, they say, oh, my God. They say, oh, my God? And they're like, oh, my God, in English. Yeah. And then credits roll. That's it. That's it. That's your ending. Yeah. Dick monster. Like, somehow a shocking ending. Shocking. Completely shocking. Get the biggest wet fart of an ending <laughs> ever. It's the equivalent of going to take a shit and just farting. I did wonder, like, when I was watching it, like, later, like, after we were done and we're sitting there and t- thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, was that an homage to, like, Tetsu the Iron Man, maybe? I don't know. Because that's how the Tetsu the Iron Man technically ends, is they, like, battle each other until they become one. I mean, yeah. But I also feel like it's kind of a stretch. I don't know. I think it's pretty similar. <sighs> Two heads. Yeah. You know. Uh, we will rust the world. We are the DOA 2001 model. It's not as cool. No. It's <laughs> way less cool. It's not as cool as the Tetsu the Iron Man thing, but... They just become a giant cock. I mean, like, with uh, uh, Mike's connection to Tsukamoto, I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. Like... After they turn into this robot monster, I literally did walk out of the room to go grab a water. Yeah, which I was like, buddy, you can't do that. We're good. We got to review this thing. I was like, no. You got to watch this. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. It has wings and shit. And like, yeah. at first, you're kind of like, is it a dick or is it just a weird head? No, and then it like, stretches out. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's a dick. It's a dick. It's a dick. <laughs> which I don't know how Mika got away with that either. You know what I mean? Like, I that's it's clearly. Not actually a dick. Oh, it's clearly a dick. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, like, it's not even like, oh, it's a tentacle. No, it's a cock. It's a cock, yeah. I mean, they made him blur out the big cock in uh, Dead or Alive 2. He, there's a lot of blurring in 2. Yeah. Can't show wiener. No, can't show wiener. Can't show hog. No. They show big hog in this one, though. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. I fucking hate this ending. It's dumb. I got enjoyment out of it. I giggled. Uh, I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah, that's Mike being Mike. <laughs> Mike gonna do what Mike gonna do. I know, but man. It's kind of like David Lynch. It's like, no matter how straightforward the movie is, he's gonna do some David Lynch shit. Yes, but man. 
Fuck. Why? I don't know. It's the, like, the pot dies. It just does. Just so it can be a literal dick joke. Is it a joke, though? That's the thing. I, I don't, don't know. know, but it feels like a dick joke. It made me laugh. <sighs> Especially when they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a fan of this ending at all. Yeah, um, I thought it was okay. It made me laugh. <sighs> it kept up with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, the the trend of the dead alive endings being fucking wild and over the top. They could at least took out the mayor. I mean, that has to technically you are going to. But that doesn't even show it. No. It just, oh my god, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, you also go from one of the best endings to a pretty fucking... I mean, I can't say it's bad because like, I had a visceral reaction to it. Like, a bad ending, you'd be like, well, that's not very good. Yeah. Or it doesn't make sense. Or something like that. Like, <laughs> at least I had a reaction to this, you know what I mean? would describe this ending as a goofy all ending. Very goofy all. But I don't know if it's... I mean, it had to be goofy all, right? It's got a dick. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, it's nowhere near as good as one and two. I mean, that's, uh, that's the that's the the, yeah. the the stamp on this one is just. It, I, I still like it's worth watching. I got enjoyment out of it. I thought it was decent. Thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you definitely didn't think it was as good as I did. No. Uh, that could also be Mike biased. I will admit that. Yeah. That I am very biased to his work. The thing is, I do love Mike's work. I like his character. I always like his characters. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and in this, I I like the character. Like the character of Fong. I thought he was really good. Yeah, you know, and probably one of the best English performances in any Takashi Miike ever. Yeah, yeah, he just, <laughs> yeah. Which is not difficult because anytime he's done English, it's been rough. Yes, yeah, it's been <laughs> but man, I don't know. Not my crusty toes. Oh God, yeah, I don't know. I got to put lotion on. Yeah, lotion your toes, bro. These things. Jeez. Some work toes. Work toes. COVID toes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Dead or Alive 3. I still say watch it, but don't go into it expecting the first two. Don't watch it the same day as Birds. <laughs> yeah, Birds is amazing. Birds is a legit masterpiece. I would say what's what's next and what's on the calendar, but the calendar is in a completely different part of the house. It's a completely different part of the house, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, you. I could go look and you do shout-outs if you want to. I could to. do shout-outs if you want to do that. All right, go ahead. Uh, just the usuals, you know? Spooky Celluloid. Like I said, go watch the Geek Review. It's fucking awesome. It's hilarious. I laugh my ass off at it. It's one of his best works ever. Some of his finest editing. Uh, Herschel, uh, Shocker Schlock, he's back. He's dropping video after video. They're good. They're great. He's reviewing shit in the car and eating. It's awesome. Uh, open casket. Get them together. Going wild. Going ape shit. Uh, what else? Uh, quality violence cinema. The homies over there. Goblin, Christian, and Bones. They rule. Fucking... Steven Grishchuk, Box Creep Films, Go Go Buy, Black Hearts Collectors Club. You're definitely going to want to get that, especially since something we're going to be doing very soon. And I'll get, I'll talk more about that when Matt comes back in here. Uh, who else? Uh, Severed Cinema, the Bible of this shit. Constantly dropping fucking reviews. Constantly putting out the best shit you can possibly think of. Um, who else, man? I'm running out of ideals. I, I, who, have you, who have you seen? Uh, Spooky, have you? Herschel, Quality Violent Cinema, Severed, uh, Steven. Uh, people's Mikey starting up his McMortem thing. Yes, when that's going, you definitely want to check that out. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Um, I do have what's next. Bones and Brews. That's also Bones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's still great. Bones with his 500 shows. <laughs> Joe Bones. <laughs> Joe Bones, yeah. Um... <laughs> Next week, next episode's a doozy. Oh, 
Are we still doing shout outs or? Um, Show me something wrong. Show me something wrong. Yeah, of course. Uh, a lot of good independent films coming out right now too. Check out Bloodsick Psychosis. Yes, Bloodsick Productions. That shit's good. Pumpkin Man Lives. Yep, yep. That shit's gonna, that shit's bopping. Uh, Joe Meredith's dropping shit. Yes. Fucking um, Lucky Saruti with his uh, Dead Vision releasing. Yeah. I hope he's making something new soon. I really want to see a new Lucky Saruti. Yes, film. absolutely. Brandon Terry, Morbid Vision. What are you doing? Put them together, yep. Brian Paul and Brian and Terry. Yes. Um, um, Psychonaut. Psychonaut, yes. You know who to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look who we follow and follow them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I've been buying independent films, so we have mild symptoms. Um, yeah, we've got some lined up. Some mild symptoms fodder for you. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Do you want to talk about the next mild symptoms before we talk about the next? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can uh, go ahead and announce that. Yes. Uh, Wednesday, from when you're listening to this, so it's probably already out. <laughs> probably. Anyways, the next mild symptoms, we are going to be uh, talking about the Black Hearts Collectors Club, the newest film from Stephen Grishchuk. Yeah. And uh, we are also going to be interviewing Stephen about it mm-hmm. as well. So first half of the episode will be us reviewing it, and the second half of the episode will be an interview with him discussing all things Black Heart Collectors Club. Yes, absolutely. And it, was a, it was a great conversation, and Stephen's awesome. We spent a shit ton of time talking to him because he's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Like, on air, off air as well. Yep. Um, and also, like, there's going to be any mild symptoms uh, coming up in the pop line as well. And we will hopefully be talking to Jonathan Doe yep. about the art of self-harm. Yep, yep. But our next full episode will be on the legendary, Uh-oh. the notorious. Uh-oh. The infamous. Uh-oh. Polonia Brothers. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Polonias. We got the Polonias on deck. Oh, my God. Those fucking dastardly brothers. Those Midwest motherfuckers. <laughs> Midwest menaces. <laughs> Do you know what we're doing? Or? No. Okay. <laughs> I assume we're going to do Splatter Farm, which will be like oh, my 900th yeah. watch. Uh, Probably my second watch this year of Splatter Farm. <laughs> Watch this year already? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, that'll be fun. I love the Polonia Brothers. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, fun stuff lined up. I don't think I got anything else to talk about. I don't think I do either. I'm not sick this time, but I still want to wrap it up because I have not ate. Yeah. I had a donut earlier. Yeah. yeah. Have another fucking donut. Have another fucking donut. <laughs> but yeah. I apologize to our UK listeners. Yeah, John was very insensitive. <laughs> uh, but all I got to say is, well, as goes. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. As goes, I blood baths. I partake in a lot of UK entertainment, so yes, yes. I mean, we 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 actively did. <laughs> stupidest things I've ever said in my life. Partake a lot of UK entertainment. Yeah, just, yeah. just hit it. <laughs> well, I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. As Peppa pops up on the Discord. <laughs> Sick on cinema. 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 Dick monster. Well, oh, bruv. <laughs> You're a sicky mate. <laughs> You're putting out British movies. I know. It's horrible. We're done. It's over. It's We're over. <laughs> We're done. <laughs>